Welcome back to the Retro Nama Pod, a nostalgia and pop culture podcast where we discuss things from our past, our present, and maybe sometimes our future. Future, well, we've done an episode on future nostalgia, so that still works. And as always, my name is Toby, and I get very confused in these openings. And, and one of these days, I say it all the time, I won't, but in episode 62, not only am I still confused, but as always, I have my beautiful best friend and co-host Rick here with me. How you doing, buddy? Good. I'm just <clears throat> kicking ass and chewing bubble gum, and I currently do not possess ass? any chewing gum. Oh. So let's make like a tree and get out of here. Fuck off. What, what did he say in, what did he say in Boondock Saints? Oh, yeah. Uh, make like a tree and fuck off or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah something make, like that. Make the metaphors and shit. We, we just, I just talked about Boondock Saints the other day because like someone was roasting it as like that one that it's it's a cult movie because all of us in our generation watched it was like these are the dopest badass dudes of oh, all fucking yeah. time. And like, you know, Norman Reedus did turn out to be that dude. But that movie wanted us to get fucking hand tattoos. We wanted to fuck oh. shit up. Like I, I, I knew, yeah, I knew guys who went and bought rosaries for it and started to become like following their whole like saying their prayer every night before bed and stuff. I'm like, wow, they, you really... they made it cool to be like, like a religious. I don't know. Would they have been martyrs? What would they have? I don't know. I mean, yeah, they, they made it like vigil. They're like vigilantes, I guess. They're vigilantes they're like, for sure. Yeah. But like, they're doing it for the church because it was some kind of divine intervention that told them they needed to do this. Yeah, they had like the awakening when they were in yeah. fucking in the rainstorm prison cell shit. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, yeah, dripping on their head, and then they that fucking <gasps> movie just makes my fucking. <gasps> we need to kill the bad guys. Like, oh, and they knew dope. it, like through telepathy, like looked at each other and was like. Time to fuck shit up. That's the funniest part about that movie is they're supposed to be twins. And it's like, uh, all right. <laughs> I mean, fraternal twins. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? like Irish twins, maybe we'll give them that. But uh, Sean Patrick Flannery and Norman Reedus are not twins, especially like you watch Boondock Saints, too. And it's like, nope. <laughs> Norman wasn't in the second one, though, was he? Yeah, it was. Oh, it was both of them still? Yeah. All Saints Day, right? Yeah. It's fun. God, it's such a fun movie, too. Although, like, the, another gripe I have with it is, like, they're doing a back tattoo on each other, and, like, one is getting... It's Jesus Jesus on the cross, so one's getting, like, the body and the head and the torso, and the other's just getting the feet on their back, and I'm like, somebody got the raw deal on that no, one. No, it, it... Look, from a religious standpoint, that makes sense right like it does make sense because like the feet is what you would have kissed when you walked up like that's what you kiss when you walk up into a cathedral like a catholic cathedral it's it makes sense to a certain extent you know until you gotta kiss the top of his ass crack because that's where the toesies are and you're just (laughs) like well this this was bad it's like hey jump on my shoulders and they can see the complete finished image (laughs) they could sneak into places like adults like little (laughs) rascal style just walk backwards (laughs) <laughs> oh it's jesus let him in oh he Lord savior what can we get you he's at chick-fil-a on a sunday and miraculously they're fucking open <laughs> <laughs> he made it happen 
Well, let's get into this thing like we always do with the weird question of the week. If a toy company was making a likeness of you as a toy, what two accessories would you come with? Two, I get two accessories. Two accessories, because you've got two hands or two feet or a head and face. I don't know. Does it have to be like, when you say, can it be, can it be a vehicle? Would that be an accessory? Ooh, like, would Barbie's I mean, Jeep be an accessory? I, it kind of is, right? Like, right? I think that works. I just never thought about that. But I mean, it's like, I'm an expensive making, toy. They're making, exactly. <laughs> but you know, you're getting the turtle van right away. So it's kind of worth it. I want, I want a Jeep. Right. I got it. Sure. I want a Jeep. Clinton chat says dirt bike for him. That makes sense. Uh, give me a second on the second one. What are you coming with? Um, I know what you're wearing, right? Yeah, like, I know what like, you're like, wearing. Rick comes perfect with a fucking a dad molding head, a t-shirt, yeah, and here. a utility kilt. That's yeah. what you're getting. That that's some high socks with yeah Thor's hammer on them. Something. I'm definitely wearing khaki shorts. Khakis. I mean, yeah, there's a like cargo I, shorts. No, she got the extra no, no, pocket. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> um, I'm probably I'm either wearing khaki shorts and a hoodie, or I'm wearing khaki shorts or basketball shorts and a fucking tank top. <laughs> Drew says a clown mask and a body bag. Uh, the clown mask makes sense. Drew's would probably just be like, you know how. Like Jack Skeleton for that Nightmare Before Christmas, they just had small heads. Drews would be that, but it's clown. Uh oh. For sure. Running into a little connection issue there. Oh. Yep. Easy. Not like Easy. robot. Robot. I don't but, know. So, uh, I mean, I, I, I want to give myself. That we still didn't get to like your accessory, right? What did you say oh, for your accessory? Um, Check, I don't know. Off. Like, yeah, um, accessory. I'm looking around, like maybe there's something around here that would, I don't know, maybe like, um, maybe like a a, a walking, like a wizard walking stick. Right, that makes sense. You'd have like a nice staff. Yeah, like a kung fu grip. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, thank God this is a mostly audio podcast. Yeah, no kidding, um, right? Goodness gracious. Ugh, now you got all me. Uh, the only thing I can think of now is I'm just going to walk around with the pocket pussy, apparently. <laughs> um, you got Kung Fu Grip. I don't know. Maybe I am your staff. Oh, no. We come as a pair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and instead well, you, of my we're, Jeep we're, being an actual five speed, <laughs> you just drive the stick while I drive the car. <laughs> Put it in the third, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Rick, I told you to downshift. <laughs> Do it already. <laughs> Easy, um, easy yeah i think i would come with the jeep it's weird to think i feel like at the end of our episode last time i had like 
two great accessories for myself and now for the life of me i can only think of the jeep and even that i'm thinking about selling son of a bitch dude i'm probably coming with like a like my jeep and a bag of mcdonald's in the, the passenger seat like that's those are my accessories and you'd be like yeah i understand the plastic mold they used for this model <laughs> you know <laughs> what, if, what if the jeep was like a transformer that transforms into like a a nice campsite so that way it's like a i mean technically i could just lay my seat back and it's transformed the problem with the jeep right is in theory if i'm going camping it's nice outside and i'm probably gonna have the top off and it's not great as far as you know protection from the outside world um Away from rain and weather, we got bears here. We do have bears. And didn't they just reintroduce wolves? Wolves were already back. The, the uproar with that shit was, is insane because now like, wolves had already made their way back into Colorado. And we introduced, like I think, two packs into northern Colorado that are now pushing stuff further down because the wolf pack that was already up there is like, what the fuck? You know, like we're going to have a real problem with wolves in the next 10 years because we can't hunt them and they're going to breed like dogs. Mm. Our only say, well, half the problem, wait, this is a, a nostalgia and pop culture podcast, but quick update on Colorado wildlife. We have so many hunting tags and everything going out that we're going to get to a point where they're going to have to tone down how many tags go out. And the wolves are going to also take their fair share and are going to start coming down like into people. Like, you think we have a problem with fucking bears getting into your backyards and mountain lions getting in your backyards? Wait till you go to walk your dog in fucking Boulder and you got a wolf pack. It's not a coyote. It's not one bear. It's not a fucking moose. It's six dogs that are expert hunters, Ooh. you know? We'd be so fucked if cats were pack animals. Like, <laughs> if big cats were pack animals, we would be so fucked, bro. We are so lucky that tigers and shit fucking hunt by themselves. Like, we're fucking lucky. <laughs> if mountain lions cruised around in groups of six, they'd be unstoppable. They would be unstoppable. How terrifying would that That's be? That's terrifying. You're, you're, you know, riding down a trail, just doing your thing. You see one and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm dead because I'm already surrounded. Yeah. The minute you see one, they the plan is in action. Yeah. Like you're girl. already part of the, in, the end game <laughs> is coming. Like that's the crazy thing, right? Like with wolves, you still might have a chance. You still might have a chance because they're still dogs at the end of the day. They're smart. Don't get me wrong, but they're not like stupid in the sense that they're going to just, you know, fuck us up by themselves. Right. All I got to do is fuck one of them up. Like in reality, that's all I got to do is if I fuck one of them up in front of all the buddies, they're going to be like, yeah, no, you know, cats on the other hand are going to fucking slinky in front of you. And you're going to be like, oh shit, there's a cat. And then, and he's going to fuck your shit up from the back. And then all of a sudden you've got three cats. They go for the neck. They're just expert killers. Fucking yeah, cats, dude. Maybe I come with the old. cat. That's my second accessory is the puppy. I got to bring my puppy now. There, because hey, that's there it. Yeah. Go. I got to bring the puppy. It's a good looking set of stuff right there. 
Jeep my, and my the, Jeep and my dog. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right. Yeah. You sell me a fucking nice. Sprouts and farmers markets. That's where you pick up my next model. <laughs> At least it's not a Subaru. They'd be like, it's electric Jeep. It's electric Jeep. Get get the get the Toby at your local Trader Joe's. Yeah, yeah. My dog's <laughs> vegan. <laughs> oh, that's not good. No, she definitely not. I bet she ate a bunch of chicken tonight. You got chicken and carrots and mm-hmm. Eat better than the humans. <laughs> uh she's eating the same about the same. <laughs> Plus her, you know, dog food. She got pig ear today. She's in heaven. I love you. Yeah. Don't ever go back to work. Yeah, all we did was chill. Um, yeah, the accessories. Yeah, that's that's a weird one. Come to toys. Speaking of toys, uh, do you follow? I think it's NECA. Oh man! Did you see the gargoyle oh, set that they are, are coming out with? Sick. Yo, they did Goliath like a year ago. Yeah, I saw the Bronx and... one or whatever. I think I shared it on our Facebook yeah. page, and yeah. holy fuck, dude! Like. NECA's like, by the way, we still do, we can still put out really cool fucking toys. Yeah. They're not toys, though. You know, you're buying a fucking toy from NECA that you're not, no. You're yeah, not. If, you're about, if you're about to drop 50, 60 bucks on, on that, you're not exactly going to be getting down and having a wrestle yeah. match. Yeah, what are you, you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? <laughs> sit on a shelf and say hi is basically. i can buy three or four tanks of gas in today's market with the, the price of one of the five that i could buy from them you know yeah. but i had to bring it up because first of all gargoyles second the NECA toys are absolutely disgustingly awesome yeah they're, they're doing such a great job over there it's just uh I'm kind of glad they're so expensive or else I'd have a lot of like pre-orders already. <laughs> yeah. And I will give their, whoever is their marketing person takes like the dopest pictures. Oh, so I yeah. legitimately just get my jollies, like looking at like their, their it. setups of their toys. And I'm like, this is awesome. And you're right because they're so expensive. I'm like, and I'm, I'm good. That's like, it. I saw That's everything I, I needed do. to see. Unless somebody's going to go surprise. Here you go. I got you the uh, Bronx Goliath. That set. is the only like, present you're oh getting. Oh yes, yeah. the like only person. Uh, I don't need anything else. Thank you so much. So we've got a small elephant in the room because I've talked about it so much in the past couple months, but uh, I am no longer employed with the arcade company. So the yeah. the powers that be decided that this was just not the way Toby needed to go. Right? This is this was just this was not the thing. Um, and I'm no longer with them, but I did play some pinball before I left. Right. Because like, I need a fucking pinball machine. Uh, and there was a couple that I just wanted to talk about real fast. Uh, three that were super interesting because they're remakes of old ones. And this is like becoming a big thing in newer pinball. Um, is they're remaking old pinballs with updated layouts stuff to make that machine better because maybe it was a little bit before ahead ahead of its time maybe it was just a popular one in the 80s and they want to bring it back whatever it may be um two of these are by a company called american pinball and this is pretty much all they do is do remakes one's called legends of valhalla which name wise oh. is awesome yeah cool viking shit 
not the prettiest machine. Like they really took a cartoony fill to something no. that I think if they went a little darker could have been a much cooler machine. Um, also didn't play great. It wasn't bad, but it didn't play great. I don't know. It seemed cheap in my opinion. Uh, didn't do much with that one. The next one by American was a, a machine called Houdini. Uh, and this one was gorgeous. Like they did like the planchettes, the water tanks, the locks and everything in there. Like every bonus or jackpot and multiball that you got was all based off of stuff that he did through his lifetime or whatever. Um, cool. Plus it's all like black, gold and purple. Like the entire play field was just like the sickest color scheme for a pinball machine, you know, and uh, it, it, it played real rough, which is interesting. Cause like there was so many cool parts of the machine, but the way that they did the play field is like there's five ramps in the middle mm -hmm. and the flow of the game gets interrupted because they made the ramps so tight that they're like super skill shots to hit them. So you end up just really? banking the front edges constantly instead of actually getting to play the game, you know, <laughs> it, it was a real, real interesting thing. But one of the coolest looking play fields that I've seen in a pinball machine, uh, probably ever. Uh, the third one I want to talk about is a game called Cactus Canyon. Another remake. Are you looking them up? Yeah, I'm, I'm checking them out as you're talking okay. about them. that. Houdini is fantastic. Houdini is very, amazing. Very colorful. The brass on it is spectacular. The whole feel is very much like, oh, you're looking at the life of Houdini. And it's like his face in, in the center is, right the center. yeah, dude. And his yeah. eyes glow purple. Uh, super cool looking machine. Like I said, very it's still cool. one that I think I would probably own. Uh, but play wise, not nearly as fun. Like it's a pretty skillful pinball play field, right? Very uh, cool. Cactus Canyon is the next one. Cactus Canyon is one of the more fun pinball games I think I've ever played. And for multiple reasons, first of all, the play field's beautiful. It's super bright. It's old West. Uh, there's a train, there's a damsel. Like it, it's got a very, very, very good flow to it. But it has one of the coolest mechanics of any pinball that I've ever played. And there is a, a mechanic in this one where you can get into a high noon duel where oh, they nice. will lock your ball above the left flipper and count down on the screen three, two, one, draw. And it drops your ball onto your flipper where you have to shoot it at a standee in the wow. middle of the play field. Just something that you you don't think something so simplistic would mean so much and especially sure. in pinball where it breaks the flow of the game but the mechanic of it was so cool that i just had to bring it up because i had never seen the machine before i'd never played the machine before again it's another remake and that mechanic alone i was just like this is one of the coolest pinballs that i've probably ever played non yeah that's a really cool looking machine too. And it's a beautiful machine. Like that one's I love the colors because it's all tan, but it's all bright red and green yeah, and blue. Yeah. Based on the tan background. It's just it's a gorgeous machine. Yeah, very uh keeping with the theme of the old Western stuff there. Very cool. Again, older it's a remake of an older game. So it's been out before. They just kind of updated it to current. Um, I also played the Mandalorian. It's a newer machine. Uh, it's got a little baby Grogu in it. It's fine. Okay. I've played enough yeah. fucking Star Wars machines. 
Um, I just, gonna keep making them. I'm They're over just... it, dude. Like, I really, I think I'm over the Star Wars thing. Again, I'm biased on the, the situation. I literally just watched Fellowship of the Ring last night because I'm fantasy. I like fantasy. Yeah. Uh, not not science fiction. I'm a fantasy person, not a science fiction person, right? Uh, but the last one I wanted to talk about real fast, and, and I'll just go through this real fast because it is the craziest multiball I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but I played Indiana Jones, one of the original Indiana oh. Jones tables. Uh, this one's cool because you've got the three trilogy movies. Um, <clears throat> one of them is a multiball. So, like, I think it's... Uh, Temple of Doom, you have to knock into this little hole three times. You get a, a three-piece multiball. Mm -hmm. uh, there's uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark has its own thing. And then, uh, damn it, I just had it in my head. Last, Not Last Kingdom. That was the newer one. Last Crusade? Last Crusade. Thank you. Jesus. Um, that's the one with Sean Connery. That's yeah, the best one. Yeah. There, I mean, there, there, I watched the trilogy last year. The dog's it's, name was Indy. <laughs> it's so fucking good, dude. <laughs> uh, Connery's in all of them, isn't he? No. He's, yeah, because he's the dad in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Or not the dad. I think, I think he's just the one. No, I think he's in multiple. I could be completely yeah. wrong because I'm pretty sure he was in fucking Raiders, but. If only there was something we could search. I, don't, I have you. Figure I don't out need the to. Anyways, to the there's, there's a mechanic in this one, uh, which you don't see very often. There's two two ways to get a multi ball. Uh, you knock in your your three piece multi ball, which is normal, right? You get either two or three. Call it a multi ball. They have one where you hit the Ark of the Covenant in the middle of this play field enough times, and it releases like a master multi ball, which drops Ooh. thirteen. Oh thirteen. It's like the most balls of anything. Dude, I thought I broke it. And it's cool because like the covenant sits or like the Ark of the Covenant sits like on a pedestal almost. And the lid of the, the box opens and they all come dumping out of the top Jesus. like a fucking waterfall. And dude, it is absolute madness. Like the loudest madness. thing I've ever played in my life because you're just like. Yeah, dude. And you're just lighting everything up. But like. I had to bring it up because of the fact that um, there were so fucking many. And it was like so, and, and apparently that is like one of the most uh, balls you can get in any multi-ball on any pinball machine is that Indiana Jones multi-ball. <laughs> They're like, 12 doesn't seem like enough. And 14 is just kind of. We don't want the machine many. to break. Yeah, you know? well, let's do 13. Yeah, that's a nice round number. <laughs> so Drew says that it is just one movie for Sean Connery. Yeah. So I, I, watched, I watched them all, so we're, we're getting them mixed up now, apparently. Yeah, that's... I was... I was uh... <laughs> um, Good times. I just want to touch on a couple more things because stuff came out for me. Uh, we'll save the wow stuff for news i'll talk about that there i played some of kirby i finally got kirby uh kirby and the forgotten lands is a new platformer for nintendo switch i hear it's great um it is it is fantastic i've genuinely enjoyed it and there's multiple times in the game where i have genuinely laughed out loud by the oh, things really? that you can put in kirby's mouth um would you say kirby's a good because uh, Tegan is starting to get into video games, so I downloaded this uh, pretty simple platform. Um, it's like Lucky's Tales or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, 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 Lucky's Tales, yeah. 
So I've been having her play that because I wanted to learn the basics. Like this is how your basics, and even that one's a little too much because there's still camera controls and stuff. Is Kirby a good? Would you say Kirby would be a good starting point? She's what five? Five, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I I think yes. I think it's very like there are mechanics in the game that I think are beyond a five year old's mental yeah understanding but as far as just being able to run around and like suck shit up yeah yeah like i think it would be it would be a very good starter game it's still the basic two buttons like one's the suck and you have they they use all four buttons because like you have to like this like so there's things that you can suck up that instead of you gaining an ability from you just kind of take control of Gotcha. For example, you can suck up a car. You put an entire car inside Kirby. Um, And they call it mouthful mode, right? So instead of you gaining whatever you're sucking in, you are just becoming that object. So it's literally Kirby just putting his mouth over the car and like his lips are around the bumpers. And then now you can drive the car or Kirby sucks in a bookshelf. And you can knock over the bookshelf, you know, but then there are enemies that you can suck in that have swords or shoot fire or throw bombs. Um, and there's a, the the mechanic to like release that power so you can suck in something new would be something that explaining to her what I think. I think that the comprehending that concept would be the hardest thing to get through to her movement attack wise suck in wise let her have at it it's great you know and it's it's a very linear there are there are certain puzzle aspects um that i think would be difficult as far as the platforming but base of the game she could get through no problem i think i think it's a very good starter game especially to test comprehension of mechanics yeah that's that's what i'm trying to get down is just working out the basic like here's how you you know do your objectives and lucky's very good at it because it does show a lot of like this button does this this is your attack button this is your double jump this is so she's learning all the stuff it's just we're doing like whereas we had like mario and sonic that was very here you're gonna go one direction and all you need to know is jump so or press this button to shoot a fireball you know yes, like exactly and what's cool okay so what is cool about kirby is they do have a two-player mode where one of you plays as kirby and the oh. other plays as a, a Waddle D, which is like a completely useless little piece of shit second player. I mean, it's like worse than Luigi style second player. So oh, you could God. always like throw her the Waddle D while you play through as Kirby just to see if she can follow you and do because it's a very dumbed down version of what you could do with actual Kirby. But you sure. still get to run around on the same screen as a team. So it's kind of nice. Now, from a parent standpoint, you don't want to be that little motherfucker because especially like playing with someone new you're just like just run just just follow me just just follow me so there's like certain things but personally i I think first of all i think it's fantastic it's our first 3d platformer for kirby um and they did a great job it it plays a lot like what um super mario 3d world plays like that's kind of how the maps and the linear levels are set up um but it's a beautiful game. The soundtrack is killer. The boss battles are fun so far. And I highly suggest it. It's a, especially I'm I'm just a Kirby fan in general. 
Yeah. Uh, so I, I was going to buy that one either way, but it was, uh, it was very good. It was very good. Oh. Excellent. I'm glad to hear that. Kirby's one of those ones, though, like, it's like Mario, where you won't be disappointed with what you pick up, you know? No, it, as long as you like go in... pretty consistent. Especially as adults, right? Like, yeah. I know what I'm signing up for. The game's fucking rated E for everyone. Normally, I'm playing Destiny or Call of Duty, I'm shooting people and seeing blood. Like, Kirby's something I get to play in bed, or I can play on stream, and it not... Like, it just doesn't mean anything, you know? Like, it's not a hard game to beat. It's It's challenging at times, but it's not a hard game. It's not meant to be for us. It's the progression of Kirby. And yeah. I like to see that Kirby not only is still a thing, but a character like him can still be fun in modern day scenarios, you know? For sure. Um, the last thing I'll talk about, and then we'll go to your, I'm sure 18 long movie list <laughs> uh, is I pulled the trigger on D and D dice molds oh shit yes i bought so you all gonna... of them i can make yeah. d100s yo so yeah. i've got i've got everything i need uh and i'm on a staycation this week which means i think i'm gonna try to build me some dice and at least try to figure out this epoxy resin and and if i need to upgrade the mold set that i got or if i'm gonna be able to work with with what i have you know um but it's soon it is very intimidating. We, uh, Tiff, Tiff and I looked into it, and we got all the stuff and all that, and then we started kind of reading kind of tips and stuff, and it's like, make sure you do this. Make sure it's well ventilated and this and this. It was like, oh, oh. I don't give a I, shit about ventilation. I just feel like know, I, I need it to just like – it seems so simple, right? You watch the videos. Right. It's like, mix this. Hard yeah, mix A little this. bit of color. Look there. at the glossy it's, metallic beautifulness oh, of this. Pour it in great. here. Let it harden. It's it perfect. It. <laughs> <laughs> Which I know the my first one I'm gonna break out. It's gonna look like fucking stalactites all over <laughs> it or something. I'll be like, this is bullshit. <laughs> so, but I did that, and I plan on streaming some of that. I I kind of set up to where uh, whether I do it in my laundry room or my garage, I can do the setup to where I can at least stream it. Which I think would be very cool, especially if it works out any bit well, where I can actually use them um, in a game. So we'll see. <laughs> no doubt. Well, I guess I'll get into it. Here we go. Crack the knuckles. Crack the neck. Here we go. Um, first film that we watched, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Of course we were going to see this. It's been a few years since the first one came out. This is the sequel to that one. Um, this one's got Knuckles, as you see from... Um, and it picks up, like, the second the first one ends. Is that this good? one picks up right there. I kind of like it because it does make it feel like this, like, continuing story. There's no, like, time has passed. Five you years know, later. Much, yeah, it's just like, you're in it. Let's go. And then you just kind of go, sweet, let's let's go for the ride. Um, it's very good. Um it's just the expanding of the story in the world of Sonic the Hedgehog. If you like the first one, you'll probably like this one as well. I think these are, um, they're showing that there can be good video game movies if you put the right people behind it and you listen to the fans and, and take their criticisms to heart. Um, it, you know. It's, I look, the first one was 10 times better than it ever had any right to be, especially with the expectations we went into that one with. Uh, the second one looks awesome. I'm going to watch it, but you know me. It's on the big screen right now, and until it's on my 
smaller big screen, then I'm out. It's the same thing with the Batman. The Batman's been on HBO for a week, and every time I look at it, I'm like, three hours. It's like <laughs> three fucking hours. three hours. And it's not a fun movie. It's a good movie. And <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's been... It's a- it's a great movie, but it is three hours, and it's a lot to kind of yeah you know, jump onto. So. Sonic, Sonic, I'm ready for though. Sonic's a breezy, maybe two hours. I don't even think it's that. It's probably like how an hour is Idris as, as Knuckles? Was it good? It's just it's it's the voice they chose for the part. I think was he cool at least? Like was Knuckles the Knuckles you wanted him to be? Right? Because he was like the fucking bad boy of Sonic. And he is. He they totally make him a badass in the first thing, and then they toward the end they start doing that thing that I don't really like that they do with Knuckles, where he's like he's the big strong guy who hits things hard and kind of a dummy. Like, oh um, yeah. So they okay. do that whole like Earth stuff's weird. I don't understand. So for that, it's kind of what it is. But it's a kids movie at the True, end of the yeah. day. Again, so things like, that aren't made for us, <laughs> but we're gonna watch anyway. Damn it. They're made because of us. My child made for us. <laughs> uh, the next one is a Netflix movie, um, Metal Lords. Uh, basically, it's a story about this kid who is friends with the metalhead who, and they're starting a band, and they can't quite find uh, somebody to fill in for them. Like they've got the guitars, the vocals, and the drums, but they need a bassist, and it's just kind of them finding their way through high school and the troubles and tribulations of being a metalhead in um you know what high what years around i think it's just current day yeah yeah they're using cell phones and all the other stuff and and uh you know okay. they find this this celloist cellist cellist cellist, I don't know. cellist. um who's like badass and then she like plays a bit of the songs on, like some metal songs on the cello and you're like fuck yeah look i i love it right i love like there, there's a reason Lindsay sterling was so fucking cool and still yeah. to this day is because she took yeah. something that isn't meant to be in certain genres and made it cool within that genre uh, yeah. prime example for me is i listened to i found this band last year called shrezzers um they're like pretty big in japan but they're like a metalcore band they've got a screamer they've got a very good singer uh, but they also have a saxophonist and in the middle of like these hard beat breakdowns this motherfucker slides in straight out of the lost boys 80s style and just murks this saxophone and then it goes into you know you're just like I didn't realize I fucking needed that, but that was amazing. Listen to the entire album. The guys are fantastic. Why, go, go, just go listen to Shrezzers. Treasure, Shre- Shrezzers. It's like Shredders, but with S's instead of D's or Z's instead of D's. Oh Delight. My God. Um, very, 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 very good. But again, little things like that where, oh, cellist and metal. It's like, I listen to a, a metalcore band yeah. that's got a saxophonist and. It makes it more badass. Like it genuinely does. Yeah, you gotta appreciate a band who's willing to add weird, like the saxophone has no right being in metal, and then you hear it, and you're like, it has every right yes. to be in metal. Yes, this is the most <laughs> metal thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, check out Metalheads or uh, sorry, Metal Lords on Netflix. It's fantastic. Highly recommend it. Uh, look, uh, TR Noodles, yes, he sent you, okay, uh, TR knows, right? 
knows the band noodles is another song that you can look up he says that he sent it to you respect that man and everything that he does here so tyler's my music guy he's constantly throwing me things that yes i'm like oh shit very 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 good band um next up is the bubble uh this one's an interesting one it's basically a take on what if we made a movie during the pandemic that's exactly what they did the little change is that they decide to do like the nba and have them in a bubble so at this hotel is where everybody's having to stay and it's just kind of like them filming this thing it's getting out of control it's of a film franchise that's Mm -hmm. been around forever and um pretty funny directed by judd apatow oh shit bunch, bunch of comedy people in it as well it's it's just fun it's, it's got, got pedro Karen pascal Gillen. in it and kigo yeah. michael key yeah it's it's funny it's i mean if you've got netflix check it out it's a pretty easy watch it's oh, pretty, it's on netflix oh yeah oh hell yeah over the top ridiculous um, this looks good but, though i like it my favorite part of the movie has got to be like the the green screen guys who are playing basically these weird dinosaur dragon things and the commentary, like they're just hanging up there on the wires and their green suits, and they're just talking about like the nonsense around them. But pretty great, David Duchovny as well. Check it out; that's on Netflix. Fucking as well, David Duchovny. Fucking David Duchovny. Um, Coda: Children of Death, Deaf Adults. Good lord, I always mess that up. Um, I'll just read the synopsis. Uh, Rudy is one. The only hearing person in her deaf family, when the family's fishing business is threatened, Rudy finds herself torn between pursuing her passion at Berkeley College of Music and her fear of abandoning her parents because she's um, the only um, hearing person in the family and they run a fishing business. It's a completely interesting story on how the dynamic, um, the dynamics of being deaf in a hearing world, there's aspects of it that make you feel for them because. There's just times you just want to be like, somebody just like make write them here for them, or, you know, like um, this one's. This is an interesting thing because the the concept of this uh, kind of goes with a lot of things, you know. Like she's the only hearing person in a family full of deaf people. Mm-hmm. You know, you could put this in the trials and tribulations of a lot of what families deal with with any kind of um. I don't, medical setback I, I don't know the word to find for special, lack of a better word like special needs a special needs yeah i mean it, it's it's you know the way parents feel when their child comes out with down syndrome or autism you know it's 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 tough for everyone involved and yeah. like even even as something as simple as like you don't think about you know like deaf adults having children and their yeah. child being able to hear but they can't that yeah. they grow up in a family that can't do any of the things that she can do and like the teaching tribulations that go along with that. And that's, that's very interesting. This is not a movie I will ever watch. I'll promise you that, but it's I, fun. I probably it's should. It, they feel like a real family because like the parents will openly talk about like sex and how hot each other are. They still do it. And the boyfriend comes over and you know, they embarrass themselves. It, it's, it's, it's a solid movie. I could see why it. I think it won an Oscar. I think the the gentleman there, uh, uh, yeah, won three Oscars. In fact, so I mean, if that ticks your boat, it's great. It's on Apple TV right now. Um, That's so, one that I do not have, which is weird because you're an Apple user and I'm not. <laughs> yeah, and I got a when I got my my iPhone 11, I got a free year of Apple TV. 
and I thought I was going to rewatch like Ted Lasso and the other things. And I downloaded it and never watched it. It was just like, cool. Like this. Nope. I don't need anything else. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there's so many out there. You, there's never a dull moment. You could really stick to one and watch everything and never not run out of anything these days. It, so. Yeah. Well, and that's crazy, right? Cause it, I don't know. I'm sure you saw the article too, where it just said that, netflix lost like 200 million or something and people were like oh my god netflix is gonna be blockbuster and i'm like guys like first of all stranger things comes out at the end of may if you don't think that at least half of those people are gonna come back when stranger things comes out you're fucking wrong like now we have the choice to follow the shows that we want in originals and choose to subscribe when we want to we don't have to stay subscribed you know it's the same thing with game subscriptions right world of warcraft still a game subscription uh game pass it's like, eh, yeah. I haven't played Game Pass in two months. I'm going to cancel my sub. Cool. I lose everything on Game Pass until I'm like, eh, I don't want to play this. Like, yeah. here's my $10 back, Microsoft. <laughs> Run it back, you know? Okay, you can have it all back. Yeah, uh, yeah here is everything. <laughs> Wild times. Um, Andre the Giant, you know, the myth, the legend, the icon. Uh, documentary on HBO, very good documentary that goes into like his childhood all the way up until his death. It's it's fantastic to kind of watch the rise and fall. This dude's well, life not, is not crazy. even the fall, like because he's just like, and the wild stuff is them talking about like going out to like bars and stuff with him, and he'd be like, yeah, he had like seven bottles of wine. Yeah, he drank one hundred and twenty eight beers. <laughs> You're just like Jesus, you man. know, and you know, he's just like. I mean, when you're seven foot four, um, yeah, like it's, it's cool how many know. people they have in this. Cindy Lauper, Roddy Piper, Andy Warhol, Hulk Hogan, uh, Carrie Ells. What say his last name for me? Ellis. Yeah, Ellis. Okay, I'm gonna bring him up since I see him now. But you saw what happened to him today? Uh. Uh-uh. He got bit by a rattlesnake. Oh my! They were God. rushing him to the hospital this afternoon. Oh, you assholes. Yeah, there's another one that happened today, too, which I'm going to bring up in the news section, but I just saw his name there, so I had to bring it up because, of course, he's in here with Princess Bride stuff. But, uh, yeah, he got bit by a rattlesnake. I haven't heard. I assume he's okay. It's It's Kerry always. He's fought rodents of unusual sizes, so he should be okay with the rattlesnake. Can't fight off a rattlesnake, bro? Come on. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it, and it's like, I didn't look at this list before watching it, and I was like, holy crap! I mean, it made sense for like the wrestlers being in it, but like then you forget, oh yeah, that's right, he was a huge part in Princess Bride, and you know, I don't know. It's a very okay. good documentary if you like documentaries, um, and it's wild watching the fashions back in the day and seeing all these like Hulk Hogan back in the day too, back when he was like, eat your Wheaties, kids, take your vitamins, yeah. What's crazy because even like the the like on this IMDb page, the the trailer like shows him and Hulk Hogan like standing next to each other, yeah. and you're just like Hulk Hogan's like like this dude's quite a bit bigger, you know. Hulk Hogan's like six fucking seven, you know, He's like six guy. six. Like that's a big ass fucking dude right there, and yeah. this motherfucker's looking down at him. Like, yeah, like <laughs> I crush you and. I don't know. Their story's great too. Like the moment, you know, everybody knows the moment in uh, WrestleMania three when he picks him up and body slams him. Yeah, because that was you know pa- passing the torch. Because before that, you know, wrestling was all these little independent companies that 
you know, just kind of operated in their regions, and that was kind of it. And then WWF came along. It was like, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have a show people could turn into. But that's a whole of history. We're gonna do a nostalgia on wrestling. Yeah, we're gonna have to do some big nut tackling. Yeah. And it's getting good show. again. <laughs> like <laughs> wrestling is getting good again. It's so much fun. It's so freaking much fun. But to get out of stuff that I've watched, at least for a second, uh-oh, didn't pull up the thing I wanted it to. That doesn't matter. I'll just talk about it. Um, I found, you know, as we do, sometimes you get bored of listening to the same thing. So I found this new podcast. And I wanted something that was like a D&D because those are pretty fun to listen to. Yeah. Uh, this one basically takes the concept of a live play Dungeons & Dragons role play. But what they do is they switched it where it's a sitcom. So they take old sitcom tropes like, oh, no, we've got to pay this bill or else they're going to rep- basically it takes place in a bar like Cheers. OK, Main character is like, you know, a human who's running it. They have a, a little uh, I think he's a gnome and then a giant like orc who's the bouncer, so to speak. But he's okay. just kind of a whatever guy. But basically follow those. But throw sitcom tropes in there like they'll take plot they'll mention stuff from like friends and seinfeld and like classic moments from those things too they'll bring up it's interesting it's um, pretty fun do you uh, have an actual new, name actually. of it it's sitcom D. it's literally called sitcom D. yeah just uh it didn't pull up for this because you know sometimes things are weird hey, you're two for two in the last two weeks for having links that don't go to where you're supposed to oh, i know it's like I, and I, the worst thing is i even double checked this one to be sure and still i have failings because i am human after all um <laughs> yeah well now that we finished some of the audiobooks and stuff i'm trying to get back into podcast and playing catch up on podcasts not fun like it's not that fun it's- yeah, especially those actual weeks out play and, stuff. Yeah, it's like, oh, what's the plot? I got to go back. It's yeah. it's been an interesting up and down with with me wanting to listen to podcasts and shit. So, uh, but in the meantime, I did finish since we're on the D and D thing. I did finish Legends of Vox Machina. Mm, um, yeah, and I wanted to bring it up here because holy shit, was that one of the better animated shows I've watched in the last five years? Everything about it just hits on the best levels. Like they really did, did go in it wholeheartedly and go, let's make the best show we can. Yes. Yeah. Well, and they kept, they did so many things right, not only for people like us who are fans of D&D and fans of Critical Role, um, but they did stuff for people that it, it, wouldn't matter if you didn't know that it was a D show you know like yeah there were certain aspects of the show where you could tell that in writing they were like we have to make it look like these guys are rolling bad numbers right like everything from like slipping and falling while attacking to doing like dope shit you know yeah. that probably shouldn't have worked but did work and in my mind those are times where they rolled for these attacks and like got to do something cool whether it be a nat 20 or a you know an, a one so like there were and then there's like other things where like they throw in there's a point and it's like episode six or seven. I think they're like on a ship or they're doing something and they like run past the room and the door flings open and there's like all the guards are inside playing D&D. And they, he's got his like dungeon screen and everything. They're like, oh, shit, like we got to go do stuff, you know, um, I it was a lot more mature than I expected it to be considering how big critical role is i thought that they would take a more family-friendly approach so glad they did it 
like just so glad they, that they kept it rated mature they basically words. promised to the fans that hey we're not going to change it make it more mainstream Her, friendly yeah. and everything where it's like yeah there's definitely parts in this especially with like scanlan like oh, in his exploits where he's just talking about with bro. Yeah, like, this is awesome and he sings songs about going down on him and i'm like oh i can get it sam regal like um and again you you love the fact that because i am such a fan and it's it's for the weirdest reasons and laura bailey if you ever hear this uh just know i love everything that you do but you have one of the best voices for voice acting especially when it comes to her accents like that girl does something with her voice in the show in the the live action podcast that i cannot get over and for people that don't know laura bailey most people would know her as the voice of trunks and dragon ball z that's laura bailey or dragon ball super maybe um but even in this it, you know it they're just they're all so good and the show yeah. like given isn't like i thought i was going to be bummed that it wasn't part of the arc that we know and love and the reason that we fell in love with with critical role but the story they did for the lead up was so goddamn good mm. that like by the by like episode 8 or whatever we only, i think it's 12 episodes in the season by episode eight, I was like, well, I'm staying up late tonight because yeah. I got to see how this shit ends because this was fucking awesome. Yeah, it's almost a shame that it's like half hour episodes because you're just like you burn through them so fast. Yeah. And you did it the right way where you were able to just sit there yeah, and watch I them all. And, go. and but me, I'm like watching it every week. Oh, we got this to watch. We got this to watch. And it's just like and there's all these small little callbacks to the actual show. So if mm -hmm. you watch like they've got characters that you know really don't make a scene until later but like they put them in earlier and like little things like matt mercer gets killed throughout this thing they'll there'll be little side characters that maybe not killed necessarily but like pushed or something falls on them yeah. or like so they make him in there so he he's in it without being which in is it so because... cool because he doesn't have a place like it's his story yeah that, that he built you know but without i that was one of the big curiosities and i don't think it would have taken anything away from the show but like I got, just calling out adventure zone right and mm. it, it makes me want an adventure zone uh animated show really really bad but i want them to keep it in the way that they did like the graphic novels where like mm. griffin still gets to pop Pops out as like the, the, the benevolent yeah. dm you know, and, and like talk to the characters, like breaking that fourth wall where I kind of half expected them to do it uh, with the Critical Role show. And I think it would have probably taken something away if they would have broken that fourth wall that way. Yeah, I think I think with Critical Role, it doesn't quite work. But for the Adventure Zone, because they are much more comedic forward. Yes. And they're less about like the rules and like this and that. Whereas, you know, that, Critical that's Role the did a like the it's most like, legit D and D campaign ever. Yeah. You know, yeah. they just happen to be funny and super creative and great at their jobs. Yeah. So they already have a, se a second season that they're working on for this show. So we should be expecting that hopefully soon. Cause I'm already jonesing for more. And you know, we have 13 episodes we can go back to. And, and what's great about it is that you could go back and watch it and see little things that mm -hmm. they've hidden in the back or, or, or things you might've missed the first time through. Like, it made I, me I, want to go back and listen to the original, I mean, four hour long episodes yeah. of Vox Machina. 
yeah, like ridiculous amount of time spent to get with that. And I like that they introduced like the, the Chroma Conclave freaking dragon arc. That is a huge arc for it. So yep. like they started pre like recording live. They did a bunch of fanfare cool that and, like, worked out. And I think we'll get there. I think it we'll was fantastic to what we know. And it, yeah, 10 of 10. That show needs to be watched. It's rated mature. Don't watch it with your kids. A lot of cuss yeah. words, a lot of tits. Fucking funny. Fucking funny as god damn. Yeah, Scanlan like, uh, and as as a bard, just I mean, everything that man did from the middle finger mage hands to like yeah. <laughs> just, that whole sneaking into the, the to the uh the prisoner. No, no, what was it? When he's it going was, into the uh, house or whatever. The resident, yeah, and he's yeah. sneaking and he's singing the song the whole time. You're like, <laughs> what are you fucking doing? Shut up, you fucking idiot. He was so funny, but he was also like the people you didn't think were badass were they were all always more badass than they like led on to be right the yeah. one thing i wanted to ask and i know it's been a little bit since you've watched it, is whatever happened to the fucking bear the bear was there before yeah. they went in and then we never saw the bear again the bear was just gone like what happened to your bear Tr- trinket just kind of comes and goes i guess apparently like in 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 the uh, uh, arc, if I remember correctly, I believe she had like a stone that she could storm in. To, to it was her pokeball, more or less. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they like. They definitely don't talk about it. That, but all of a sudden, like, the bear just was gone. He's gone, and you're like, oh, you could really use him right now. You're yeah. fighting a fucking <laughs> yeah, vampire. Like, Where's the bear at? <laughs> so I don't know, man. Like, like just to see what they did with this first season. I'm uh, second season's. I, I, if they keep with the level of like awesomeness, hilarity, and everything else, like, oh, it was so good. Be, they won't be able to produce enough to like fulfill like that. Give us more. So we yeah. just need adventure, adventure sign to do their Kickstarter so that we, we can get. Please tw- give us two of these. It, you know? Look, the formula works. Yeah. Put it out. Especially like it. your graphic novels were amazing. Everyone loved them. Put it out. Put it out. Even if put- you just put it on YouTube. Make it. Give it to yeah. me. Partner up with YouTube. I mean, there's how many different streaming services? Like, like Netflix has got to be sitting there and be like, oh, we missed an opportunity. Well, who can we pull, you know? <sighs> we'll see. Yeah. Anyways, we'll see. I, I derailed us. We got to get through this. <laughs> um, I had a hell of a weekend this weekend. We uh, finished um, kind of celebrating Tiff's birthday. Um, Happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Uh, so we did like a whole day of doing stuff. First, we started off the day by going and seeing the unbearable weight of massive talent, the Nick Cage movie. And, Is this um, where he plays it, himself? He plays himself. He's basically Nick Cage. And he gets, you know, he's Nicholas Cage is the, Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah, it's it's exactly him. And Pedro Pascal's and he's playing this fan. And Tiffany Haddish is in this. She's playing a CIA agent who's trying to track pa- Pedro Pascal. Because he's supposed to be this drug runner, gun runner guy, and the story unfolds, and there's this fun little meta twist at the end that kind of makes the movie come full circle in the weird kind of Ouroboros kind of thing that happens. It's a very good movie. It's hilarious. The situations are funny. It's you know you feel like the whole time it's Nick Cage just being Nick Cage like all the time, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for as much as we know about him, you know. Um. But yeah, I I highly recommend this one. I thought it was a great movie. It's super just 
like huh a day in the life of old nicky cage huh yeah he's one of those people that you either love him or you absolutely hate him and like i'm i'm one of those people that i love nick cage right i yeah. just i think he's fantastic uh daisy on the other hand loves all of nick cage's movies hates nick cage really <laughs> yeah and it, it's one of those things and i've met multiple people that have that same sort of sentiment where you love the movies like i mean there's no doubt that the movies that he that he's in and makes are, are fantastic you know but him as an actor is not a very good actor or he's the best actor and it's hard to tell for some people i think and, <laughs> like i think that just is, is bad blood for him but yet he still puts out bangers like that's how you know you're you made it is when people don't like you and the movies that you put out are good like, yeah <laughs> Even if they're straight to video, so to speak, movies where you're like, oh, he did another one because he's in everything. And that's actually yeah. a joke he makes is like, wait, is working too much a bad thing? I treat this like a job. Like if I was uh, uh, flipping fries, I could go there every day and do my job and nobody would say anything. But I do this uh, as an actor. and People are worried about me. And I'm like, right? oh, that's, that's a fair that's point, Nick Cage. Very fair point actually <laughs> so that's why he puts out two movies a year and you know is constantly working because he likes what he does and all the power to him it's nick fucking cage yeah, like yeah he, he's got some stinkers but he also has some like freaking things like con air, con air <laughs> fucking <laughs> national treasure gone in 60 seconds yeah. here we go we're gonna go down the list i rewatched like, it dude it's fucking good oh my god i watched yeah. it last week i was wrong about the color of the car by the way i'm pretty sure i said silver and blue and it's a little different than that. It's like uh it's like a black, isn't it? No, it's like a gold with black. Yeah, it's it was not silver and blue. There's like parts of it that make it look silver and blue, and then you see like the overhead parts and everything, and you're like, oh, it's not that. Anyways, that's that's well whatever you do, don't go full neck cage. Yeah. Because once you go full neck cage, you cannot come back. It's like staring at the void. <laughs> Love and I like Pedro Pascal. I think that dude is a monster when it comes. He puts out he's, nothing he, but bangers he's, too. He's fun to watch. Uh, we went and che uh, checked out this newest restaurant. This is kind of just the sidebar. It's called Prost, which is Cheers in German. It's a beer garden over by our house. Oh, oh you and, have one by your house? Yeah. Oh, so I've been to the original Prost, uh, Prost. which is right there off of 20th and I-25. Okay. Um, okay. literally right there. Uh, you can see it from the highway right there in the beginning of the highlands. Huh? So, and they've been there for like, I don't know. I was new into being 21. I was 22 or 23 when we went there. Oh shit. Yeah. Well, got a That's location cool. Highlands Ranch. That means and... they're growing. They have one of the best Hefweissens in all of the lands of all the Hefies that I've tried throughout all the years. Roast is one that I will always go back to because their Hefie is top notch. There you go. Anyways. So you under you, you get the whole thing. Like yeah. cool open Oktoberfest vibe to the mm -hmm. whole thing. Long tables. All community um, tables. It, it's it's a super great experience. Like we did a flight of beer so that way we could try all the different like there's so many freaking beers to get through. I was like, let's just do a flight that way we could taste some and then we could go from there and the food was great we did their like uh sausage board which came with four different kind of sausages and their fingerling smash but that's food was great beers were great and i'm not even really a beer guy but i was sitting there like oh this blood orange yeah you aren't a was... beer guy it's interesting 
but it was it was it was a good time like i'm like dude this might be when we go to september october and see what kind of shenanigans we can get they had live music going too while we were there which is always freaking fun i recommend it if you yeah. want a fun beer garden to go check yeah, out go Prost check is, out and that's, that's colorado beer that's brewed here they're not from anywhere else yeah which is even yeah, they, cooler like that's a denver beer company they took over the uh the rock uh uh pizza place it used to be used to be there that's what they took yeah, over so we were like we're like huh that used to be this and now it's this i don't know if i like it but we did like it but uh moving on um so that was for lunch we went and had that um after being filled with popcorn and sausage we went decided to go check out meow wolf which we'd wanted to check out since they opened one in colorado yeah uh a while ago uh, maybe not a while ago but you know uh interesting i i'm still on the fence if i liked it entirely i think if they have this thing called the q pass where essentially it's it's an interactive way that you can kind of go around kind of gives you an adventure to go on as you're checking out the sites okay i think if we would have just gone and checked out the sites alone and maybe on a second visit do the thing i think we were trying to do too much you weren't appreciating the surroundings like we are taking it all in and it's very cool and it's all that but when you don't quite know what you're doing with their little mission card it takes away from it yeah and you're almost getting frustrated for the wrong reasons yeah you're like what's the mystery what am i missing because we didn't connect all the memories and all this weird thing but basically our you know the meow wolf here in colorado is the convergent four different planets or realities converged into one and it's so it's all these weird alien things coming together to but it's fantastic it's yeah, all this it's, it's got to be cool because i mean it is meow wolf stuff daisy and i looked at doing this when she had our friends come in town mm. um but it got very expensive very fast it's because away from the tickets they choose or they they have resident pricing and non-resident pricing which yeah i think is bullshit because it's like what it, they, what the they, fuck does it matter if i live here or not check. They didn't no. check IDs. What the like, fuck's the point? Yeah. It, and it's, I don't know. There's like certain aspects of that where it's like, and maybe it's me getting older where I'm just like, fucking let the kids have their psychedelic experience. Like I have it in my garage nowadays. I don't need all of this to see all of this. Yeah. You know, and the the price versus experience to me, like I could go get drunk and then walk through the Museum of Contemporary Art. And I think, you know, I'm I'm exaggerating, of course, because I hear it's fucking amazing, but it's ridiculously amazing the amount of work that went into this place because yeah. it does feel like you're in a whole different place. But it's also like at times you're like, okay, now you, it's like, how weird can we get? Like, yeah, how, okay, just when you thought it was weird, we're gonna go weirder, and it's like, all right, <laughs> and it's you know, to me, it's one of those things. I've had this conversation with a few people. And a couple of people that listen to this episode will know I have a like a, a hatred against like high end art and what mm-hmm. people consider art, right? Because art is one of those things that's truly in the eye of the beholder, and one person oh. can be like, "This is the most amazing thing." It speaks to me, and I see gods within it, and then I can look at something and be like, "It's I don't, you painted I don't it, know. great job. It's it kind of looks shitty." But it's not what it looks like. It's how they did it and the trials and tribulations that they were going through while doing it. And it's like, no, either way, it costs $38 to fucking make, yo. Like, 
it may have taken him 100 hours but is it worth 19 for four billion dollars like yeah. no it's fucking not and so like for me it's one of those things and and like daisy and i have gotten through that because she's an artist she's a very 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 good artist nonetheless and when i watch her do stuff it's amazing to me right because it's a talent that i get to firsthand see people do and for me i'm not talented like that but then when we go to like the denver art museum you know for her she gets it from an artist perspective and someone who went to school for it and she understands methods and practices and what makes these so important and interesting whereas i look at it and i'm like i've seen cooler art on the side of a van you know sure. yeah so it, it's really one of those things but then we go to the museum of contemporary art where there are those like weird things and i'm like well this is kind of badass you know and then there's other stuff where i'm like they're trying to go for the this is all done out of trash because the world's burning and then we're going to light it on fire at the end of the day. And I'm like, cool. You angsty little bitch. Like no one gives a fuck, you know, but yet you're going to tell me that to, you know, for me to buy it, it's 500 million. Yeah. And you're just making a, you know, like I could piss on the sidewalk and call it art. If I had enough followers, you know, like it's just, I don't know. It's one of those weird things. So I get like this real up in arms, uh, mentality when it comes to stuff like meow wolf where it's like all this fucking hype and this dude's so amazing and it's just like yeah like he just did it long enough and big enough to where people noticed and it came became cool you know yeah. because it was so fucking out there and i don't i'm a fucking hater when it comes to art i'll be the first to admit i'm a fucking hater it's one of the big reasons why we haven't went um i see the price tag and the price tag versus fun doesn't match up to me it's 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 rough because we, we you know we checked out the food and stuff like that and we were like eleven dollars for a beer oof okay we're not gonna do that and like you know so we end up doing Taco Bell anyway after the fact yeah or, I mean, because or like you, thinking, you, oh it'd be cool to be able to get like some kind of souvenir just to be like oh cool look what we got but like looking at the prices we're you're like looking at a three hundred dollar trip for a museum we want how, how much for a t shirt or a sticker you're like yeah I can't justify it. No, I can't justify no. it. And that's the we thing. We know how much it costs to make a sticker. It's not as much as you're charging. No. no. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's just one of those things. Like I said, I, I, I I'm kind of a hater when it comes to it, and I want to go see it, but I am not jumping on on that bandwagon very fast. Yeah, and it, it'll be there for a while because it was it was packed. Like they have it where it's staggered out, you know, where you select a time to go and all that kind of stuff. So there is that, and you know, it's. But you're they still walking through it with like a thousand fucking people. Exactly. And and it's like, well, we'll see what happens in the next few weeks. And half like, of these people have fifty percent chance of being on one too many it's acid because that's how they wanted to experience the situation. Oh, you ah, there's certain rooms in there that are like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I made a mistake. Oh, and plus being a bigger guy, there's a lot of it's a lot of like tight areas. Oh. And like, I don't know if you're weird about like I don't really get claustrophobia. Neither do I. But it's there's times you're like, there's rooms where like you walk in, Tiff and I are in, and then people start shuffling in. And you're like, okay, can we get out? Because there's ten of us in here and it's tight. Yeah, we don't all have to be in here at once. Can we get a red light, green light on the front side of the store? <laughs> yeah, like, but I don't. know. It's very cool to explore and see all the different things. But um, I mean, it's up to you. It's up to if you want to play the price tag. I think it was seventy five. For Tiff and I to go? I, yeah, that sounds about right. It's like 38 a piece for a resident or something. Yeah, something like that. So it's like, you know, if you if you want to pay that price, have at it. If you're an artsy person, I'm sure you'd probably see even deeper meaning into all the stuff they did. 
I thought it was cool enough, but I also look at the price tag and I'm like, I'm glad this was for something special. Yeah. You're and... glad that, yeah, exactly, that you did it for a reason and it was just you and her, not you, her, yeah. and the kids. Oh, if it was the kids, I would have lost my fucking yeah. mind. It is a big <laughs> fucking playground. Because there was, there's two kids that we just happen to be traveling in the same areas where they're just jumping up on stuff and doing this. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, no. I know that's kind of what they want you to do is explore, but like, you're just being a, like yeah. a kid who's, this hey, is still art. Sugar. Go. Yeah, this is still art. So, but, but overall, good weekend. Oh, it was a fantastic weekend because we dropped the kids off and then we, hell Sunday, yeah. we did nothing. Like, hell we yeah. We did nothing, dude. Like, we did nothing. It like, was amazing. We Taylor. did each other and then we slept and then we woke up and went and got the kids. <laughs> that was that it. That sounds great. It was lovely to that be like, great. Oh, shit, it's five o'clock. We should probably go get them. Yeah. We don't have to, but <laughs> I mean, we really should. It is yeah. Sunday after all. Yeah. But yeah. Good. That's happy. good. Well, happy birthday, Tiff. Yeah. Glad you guys had fun. <laughs> all the best times. Um, well, to bring it down, like to go from <laughs> birthday like to you a fucking death do. Day. <laughs> I mean, the highs and the lows of life, you know. You never know when your time is up, and unfortunately for um comedian gilbert Gottfried, april 12th he passed away only 67 Crazy. um years old and he was I, I guess it came out that he was like he'd been fighting an illness or something for a while it's so wild when you find that stuff out where you're just like these people like you take his personality like like his comedic personality that's so bombastic and yeah. says things that are inappropriate and all this and so you just think he's just putting it all out there and then to come find it, he's been fighting this thing for a while and you're just like yeah oh man it um it was crazy to me too because i just listened to him on rogan if i remember right it was like last november like november of 2021 he was on rogan and i I don't fucking know yeah i didn't know shit what's what's the favorite gilbert godfrey movie uh problem child problem child baby let's go dude <laughs> there's a reason i do the show with you like like iago's an easy go-to but that's just 100 i like i like to think of like when was the first time that i saw him like and fucking problem him? child and he was with the principal um, i think if i remember yeah. right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah Kibon. man rest in peace gilbert that that's that's a tough one and we've lost i mean shit bob saget Gilbert Gottfried and uh, Louis Anderson. Louis Anderson, all yeah. within a year. Yeah, this 2022 is like this year is fucking yeah. Just taking them. Well, since we're on the things of people almost dying, uh, another thing that I saw right before we got on was Jared Padalecki of Sutra- oh. Supernatural Frame. Uh, Sam Winchester got into a major car accident um like a real bad car accident apparently Ooh. and jensen ackles broke it out at comic-con to let people know um but yeah he he was they're just fucking the world bro the world is it's it's a dangerous <laughs> place people wonder why i like sitting in front of my computer <laughs> i know it, it's safe here all that happens is we get fat like <laughs> yeah yeah it uh yeah. 
Oh god, that's crazy. Carrie always getting bit by snakes and I mean Kalecki freaking getting in an auto accident. He wasn't even driving. He was a passenger, which makes it even worse because that's how we've lost a lot of people that way. Ryan Dunn. Ryan Dunn. I think Paul Walker was driving when uh when they crashed. But yeah, I I don't know. Be safe out there, folks. That's the people <laughs> you're driving with. That's for damn sure. <laughs> And if you don't take the wheel, Jesus. And look, take it, take take it from Gilbert Gottfried. Probably better if you don't let anyone know your fucking shitty medical secrets that you're gonna die, because then everyone just treats you normal until you do. Yeah, because once you kind of put it out there that like, hey, I've got this sickness, people are gonna treat you with delicate kid gloves, and you're like, yeah, no, I don't want. It was the same thing with what uh, uh, Chadwick, right? Chadwick Boseman, yeah, didn't didn't say shit, and then all of a sudden it was like, and I'm gonna die in two weeks, like. He just worked and that was it. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird times, man. We're in a, you know, we're in a non link working kind of world where you set up things and they work when you, when you copy and paste them, but they don't work when the show's go live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Kevin Smith, um, who you might know as a director, a filmmaker, an auteur, if you will. Um, He's coming out with this, uh, it's like a horror anthology called Kilroy Was Here. And he's doing an interesting thing with this movie. He's he's selling off in, NFTs for the movie. And basically he wants people to create. Uh, uh, basically he's going to take the creations of people and make the next movie out of these NFTs. If I'm understanding it correctly. No, you're not, because no one does. No one fucking knows what NFTs are, bro. It literally means non-fungible token, right? It's it's a fake it's a fake thing. It's a digital thing that you can't hold on to it. People can copy it. So it's not like I couldn't screenshot the NFT that you just paid six billion dollars for and do whatever I wanted with it because No possession is nine tenths of the law, bitch. This is my NFT. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't get it. I don't I don't understand it. It's kind of sad for me to see Kevin Smith's doing shit like this. Um but he's also like always been kind of on the forefront of like weird little internet yeah. things, podcasting for example. Um he is one of the godfathers of podcasting if people don't know. And this doesn't I just it, no. I'm good. Like I no. The most I get into digital bullshit is fucking buying cryptocurrency on Robinhood with the money I make from stupid fucking Wall Street bets. <laughs> I put $20 into Robinhood. I've cashed out like 200 I still got like 100-something hey. dollars in Dogecoin right now. Oh, speaking of Dogecoin, we got to bring it up, all right? And then what's... Because no one gives a shit about the NFT right now. Uh Elon Musk buying Twitter, yo. Oh, shit. That is insane. $44 billion. Wants to try to bring Twitter back to the Wild Wild West days. Like, that's kind of what he's trying to do with Twitter going private. Is, is he just going to take off all, like, restrictions I, or whatever you call it? I think it so. Just let I, it... Well, to a certain extent. I highly doubt he's going to allow, like, hate speech or threatening things, sure. right? Sure. But, like, the misinformation and the political backlash and stuff that Twitter's been doing, you know... Again, we don't get political on the show, but they've really treated the right like their stepchildren, given a lot of things that the right says are pretty dumb and stupid. 
but you could also say the same thing for the left but yeah only one side was getting treated worse than the other mm -hmm. there and elon not taking sides was like yeah fucking let them run like just let it happen which i don't think politics should play into social media anyway um unless it's like something with the debates or anything like that but you know i always thought it was crazy to me and it was the first president that i ever saw like doing like celebrity type things was when obama was in office and like i remember yeah. seeing him on night talk shows and like you know tweeting out stuff and doing instagram posts and i always thought to myself like i don't think i want my president to be doing all these things like you know our country sucks right like it, it has its positives don't get me wrong like there are a lot of very good benefits to living in america but as an american and especially a millennial one our government's pretty fucking trash and the last thing i need to do is see you on jimmy kimmel fucking laughing it up like we are in some sort of fucking war right now with some country we can't defeat you know like it just to me the like the social media and politics congregation thing going on is a real fucking shit show and probably shouldn't be allowed for the sake of the american public especially with how dumb we are with social media and in general <laughs> like you know for me it's just i don't know but either way elon's buying twitter which i'm hoping skyrockets my dogecoin prices um but we'll see uh that was the only reason i bring it up that's fucking crazy right with all the acquisitions that are happening lately with everything that disney's buying with you know mike or uh yeah microsoft's buying activision and blizzard you know, with, with Microsoft buying Bethesda and like these major fucking companies with the Warner Bros. Discovery Channel HBO shit. Yeah. You're just like, we're really getting to like an idiocracy type point. And I believe <laughs> we have laws against monopolizing certain things, but yet here we are allowing the monopolization of a lot of fucking things and just yeah. weird loopholes. So I, I don't know what's happening. All I know is we aren't getting any richer and there are companies out there. There are men out there being able to drop $44 billion to buy a social media platform. And, and not even think twice, like to drop it and be like, yeah, I'll be okay tomorrow. Yeah, because Jack Dorsey uh, pretty much gave up on being the CEO of Twitter, right? Okay. He, he was already on the way out once he pushed all the Cash App stuff and Square uh, Jack Dorsey was pretty much like, and you guys can run this shit. Like I'm out. And he went to be the like main CEO of cash. Um, so Twitter was already like, I even think Jack Dorsey alone, he got in some trouble a couple years back too, with like a lot of the political shit. Uh, and I think he was done with it. Like the backlash on the social media and Elon came through and was like, I'll just buy it from y'all. Like, <laughs> I just, I'll just, I'll just wrap it I up. I'll take it. the whole thing. God, it's just it's fucking Twitter, dude. Like it's given. I don't use Twitter. You're on Twitter more than I am. I have it downloaded. I have a Twitter account since fucking 2013 or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I don't use it because I think it's a shit platform and discoverability on Twitter is absolute garbage. It's um, it's it's not easy. It's not great. And it's if not you were, fun. Retweets and yeah. shit are just kind of I don't know. I don't it's know. it's a boring app. Like you can you can find some interesting news real quick, and there's some good aspects on it like you can find out things immediately from places but like other than that it's yeah, like yeah you could say the same thing about all.com which for your it still exists your information still exists you can go to uh, all.com and see current up-to-date news that's right true. now you're not wrong 
And that's why I choose Bing. <laughs> <laughs> um, ah, yeah, from, from Twitter to a Goofy movie. Why not? Um, a Goofy movie is coming out with a game finally. Like a board game, a proper let's travel the states mm. with Goofy and Max <laughs> and do it to it. Um, I believe this is by Funko. Uh, yeah, Funko games. games. In today's they episode are... of things that we don't need. Yeah, it's. I don't. It's need fun, this. and. People will buy it. I mean, there's a good chance we'll buy it if we see it on shelves. I do want the meeples. The figurines the are fucking awesome. Fucking power, fucking power line? Come on. Um, yeah, I don't. I just. I'm not, I'll be completely honest. I've played a few Funko games. games. Not for me, man. Like, no, no they're. Well, they're. Let's see, how can I put this? They're too easy while trying to give it complex rule sets, right? Uh, it's like a dumbed-down version of a, of a more advanced game like we would play. So the rules are like a mixture of, like, this doesn't make any sense, and yet there's not much challenging here. Like, it's more RNG than strategy in some of these things. Mm. I don't know. From what I can tell, though, like, Funko Games, they're trying to break into that board game... Oh, industry yeah. that isn't part of their industry right like funko is built for kids but their pops became collectibles so they get into other collectible markets like board games because the people that are buying their collectibles quote unquote yeah. are probably nerds as well that like to play board games because they're collecting pop culture funko pops which look i'll be the first to admit i've got funko pops you can't see it in the camera very well, but right here above my head is a gigantic Bulbasaur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big Bulbasaur, though. These ones are awesome. I mean, I think that's... I think you're, How big you hit he it is. Up. Good God. This is my Look hand, bro. But you're right. That's exactly what they do. They take, they take properties that are known or not. Like, for instance, they have a Warriors game that's coming out soon. They've got the Jurassic... Um, Jurassic World Dominion game coming out like they've got a bunch of Funko um, is definitely trying to get into it and so of course if you're going to see a goofy movie if you're a fan of the movie you're going to be like well shit I want to play the road trip with them it's right there and and that's what they yeah that's the problem with that okay is if you're a real goofy movie fan you'll just be pissed off at Max the entire fucking time because his dad's just trying to be a good dad he's just, he's just trying to Hey, you're growing up, kid. Max Give was this... looking for pussy. I mean, I get and it. Concert tickets. I understand. Been there, right? You know, but it's also like you gotta, you gotta balance, boy. Gotta, gotta, gotta. Papa time doesn't last forever. Not forever. But yeah, that's coming. It's good soon. to see that. Look, I'm, I'm hating on it or whatever, but it's good to see that there's still games coming out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean that that'll constantly happen we just gotta we've got to break into the market funko doesn't need to they've got their market they should let i know we've never even talked about our mishap on the podcast no, either which no. we'll bring it up dreadful. one time that's it's, a that's a story for another time show that, that breaks my heart yeah uh, it's 
I don't know if I would have touched on that. Um, researchers made a new message and sent it out for extraterrestrials. We've got to touch on this. Okay. <laughs> what do you say to the fucking aliens, Richard McGrew? What do you say in humanity, for humanity's sake, not for America's sake, not for your sake, but for all of the all of the fucking world? What message do you send to the aliens? Because whatever it is, you're lying to them. Because it is not what we're looking for, guaranteed. Because you're going to say something about peace and love and culture and all that shit fucking sucks here. I'd just be like, hey, girl, you up? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You hungry? (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's like... Look, first of all, don't don't be sending shit out to the aliens because if they show up, we know what's going to happen. Especially if you're sending out DNA information, our basic mathematics that we use, uh, basically our whole human genome they're putting out there. Like basically everything about us and what we have to offer or how to defeat us. Let's just send that all up there and be like, hey. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. For me, it's it's only interesting for the fact that like, don't don't touch this shit guys like don't don't send shit out to them because until we can go out ourselves if they find it and come here they're already a thousand times more advanced than we are and (laughs) it's not gonna end well because we're gonna think that they're attacking us and we're gonna nuke our own planet and them and everyone's gonna die and they're gonna be like did you feel something like, what are they doing down there? Is this a party? Oh no, they just killed all of themselves. Oh, were they shit. attacking us? <laughs> huh. I thought True. the message said that they were peaceful and that they came in peace and shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. As soon as they show up, we're like, kill it with fire. Okay, yeah, oh, a hundred percent, dude. A hundred percent. That's so that's the only reason I wanted to talk about that, because it's like what fucking message do we send? Yeah, uh, that just isn't a blatant lie to all of the extraterrestrials in our universe or beyond. I mean, like you're right because it's like you just hey, send them the song lyrics to "Wet Ass Pussy" by Cardi B. This is what <laughs> we are now. <laughs> like, oh, we don't need to mess with that. Have y'all cured plan. cancer yet? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, there's no, there's, I mean, I, it's a wild step in them doing that, but they've been doing it for years now. And Mm, we can move along, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you that I fucking hate you for this. Oh, the hot dog finger gloves. Oh my God. So there's this movie coming all coming out called everything everywhere all at once. And it's supposed to be this like weird trippy, like what if you were to access multi universes if you're able to access like being every everywhere like all All at once your life (laughs) the decisions you make they have varying paths and what you know we choose one but there's basically if the other one still lives on and it becomes an alternate reality that's what i'm trying to say so basically in this movie as a cool cross promotion evidently there's a um world i'm gonna call it a world or a universe or whatever an alternate thing where basically hands become hot dogs and so they came out with these fucking weird ass hot dog finger gloves that you could put on and they look like hot dogs and they're so weird and it's kind of awesome stupid 
<laughs> but I love the I love stupid promotion like this. Shit. I know. This is the, it, I know. Like, and I love that you put it on here. But then I see it and I'm like, why though? Why send these with your message of peace to the extraterrestrials and see we what happens. Hot dog figures. We ah. ate these, but we made hands out of them as well. <laughs> what if you could eat your hand, bro? Yeah, people would just suck on them like suckers or cucks. Just sticking it in wiener juice. So which one of us is going to spend the $40? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess I could... Uh, we'll, we'll go have these. I got to see the movie first. If the movie's good, I'll buy it. But before that, I don't want to commit. Maybe I'll get the $2 googly eyes. <laughs> yeah. At least they're like $2. Yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous, but that's coming out from A24 films and they are just fucking slaying it right now with the stuff they're coming out with. But stupid, silly stuff. Um, moving on, if you ever wanted to revisit like um, nostalgia of the way that we used to watch television before the streaming service in this, there's this uh, website called, well, one of them is My TV, My 60s TV. And basically what you do is it pulls up, looks like an old fashioned, and you can actually choose the decade. Like you could go to the 80s, you could go to the 90s. And if you go to the 80s, 90s, it'll give you actually a little power clicker, like a remote. Oh, really? And you could turn on the television, you could select movies you want to watch. Is this going to play sound when I load it up? It will absolutely, well, it'll load, it won't start anything until okay, you cool. click on something. Um, but at least folks can kind of see what they're looking at when you pull it up. Um, but basically, you select what you want to watch, and you can essentially sit here and have this running in the background while you're doing something and experience TV Ooh, as we do it. My 90s up. TV. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty great because, like, the 60s and 70s have the old knobs, so you have to use the knobs to find the channel you want to watch, and there's many different channels, and... Ah, uh, it's it's uh Oh my god, you actually gotta turn it on. Yeah, you have to turn it on and once you do it'll actually like start playing and it will just go like you could just watch old commercials. Yeah, this is just it's the it's really freaking cool. Ad channel nine four one one. This is amazing. It's this is a lens crafters ad. Yeah. And, like, I mean, you see the options there, like cartoons, comedy, commercials, drama, game shows, kids, movies, music, news, other soaps, specials. And you oh, can my just God, have it, this like, is amazing. And you can choose different channels. Certain channels are the soap opera channel, so on and so forth. So, like, it's. Yeah, I mean, you have music, news, soaps, specials, sports, talk shows, yeah. game shows, yeah. drama, commercials, comedy, cartoons. And you can select what you want to watch, and it'll, it'll, it's, it was such a weird, I don't know how I came about it, but we found it, and it, like. This is the 1993, 1993 all-new Toyota Corolla TV commercial. This is fucking amazing. Isn't it great? This is amazing. Oh, my God, how did I not know about this? I mean, this is everything that I would have watched on TV. Exactly. Up. Like, this is my TV. Yeah. Your TV. My, yeah, and you can choose the decade. So oh even if you my were, God. It's, well, it's, fuck me. It's it's such a cool idea because you could really have this just going and like look over and be like, oh shit, I remember that commercial, you know? Or I mean, oh, I've, shit, I've literally looked up '90s TV commercials yeah. on YouTube and watched an hour and a half of fucking ads. 
for like only just for nostalgia reasons because it's like you forget about shit that you saw in the 90s but then you see something like this the doctor's book of home remedies look at that oh wow. oh just quit snoring <laughs> this is amazing this i yeah thank you for this We're, i'll put the i'll put the um i'll put the link to this in the show notes for anybody that wants to go check this out and i i highly suggest this this is fucking awesome yeah it's it's i just like the yeah it's it's exactly what it is it tells you exactly what it is it's you could go down a real wormhole of whatever you're into 60s 70s 90s 2080s obviously well this this fucks me up dude i'm not even gonna lie I know because now it's state. like I'm normally you're... I'm watching YouTube or Twitch or something when I'm like playing games, not streaming, and uh, like now it's just gonna be fucking '90s TV commercials. Yeah, yeah. just how the commercials go through cartoon. Yeah, like... wow, amazing, amazing, pretty, pretty great. That was that was the one that I had to share because I knew that you would totally get it, and it's so cool. Um, double dragon, uh, double toad stra- battle dragon. T- Doubling up the pleasure for the fun. Um, retro <laughs> double, double dragon and battle toads. <laughs> doubling up the toads to battle the dragon. Um, they're combined. <laughs> retro bit is coming out with a uh, a retro cartridge for a battle toads and double dragon. Love these. Um, they're super expensive, but I love when they do. Um, and it's cool because you like can... workable games. Yeah, in old cartridges. And you can play as you get to like. Evidently, there's a full-on game I didn't know about that they kind of combined the two yep. franchises, and you could choose who you wanted to play as, whether it was a Toad or the Karate Guys. Yep, you're still running. It's still beat 'em up, um, yeah. but it's fucking cool. And the cartridge, Jumpin' Jade, Battle Toads, and Double Dragon 8-bit cartridge, playable in your original NES. And I know um, Limited Run has done stuff like this as well, where they'll put stuff out in actual cartridges that will play on your original console or a Retron if whatever you plan. But shit like this is cool, man, especially for like a collector. Uh, but it's kind of a double edged sword because it's like I get something like this and I'm, I'm having this issue with limited run stuff where I don't want to open it. Yeah, I don't want to open it. Um. I can play the game in another way. And we're going to have this conversation when I get my Castlevania set in. Cause I want to play all those Castlevanias that are in there. Yeah, but I'm never... all digitally. <laughs> and the minute I open that, you know, the minute I get that box set, the thing's worth like $350, $400. I paid two for it. The minute I open it, it's worth 150. You know, from but a collector so standpoint and investment standpoint, cool shit inside that. I box. know, but I, I also want to keep it. it complete. So all the cool shit that's inside of it, I probably wouldn't hang up or put up anywhere because yeah. I want it to be nice and complete. And, you know, <laughs> I, it's it's oh, a real uh, this is actually dope, though, because Sophie's you can choice. pre-order for 60 bucks. <laughs> there you go. That's pretty good. I like it. Uh, speaking of owning things, um, you ever want to own like an actual movie prop from a movie? Because... Uh, no, not really. No, really? no, it was never like. All right, see you later. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't. I'm more of like 
for me, it would be more the advertisement of the movie, like original advertisements of the movie. I have a fucking hard on for advertisements, apparently, but yeah, have a doubt. Um, that's like prop wise, it's like marketing. the props that I would want don't do the thing that I would want them to do. You know, like I, of course, I want a fucking lightsaber, but unless it's gonna be a real fucking lightsaber, I don't want the stupid butt of the sword. You know. <laughs> what if what if like you had the opportunity somebody was like hey i got some stuff i got a storage thing and you go through it and you find like um the velociraptor egg from jurassic park with a little little tiny little puppet inside okay (laughs) what if it was something like that it's it's still i mean it's yeah it's cool it's cool and if someone gave it to me awesome but like I, again, this goes back to me not being a movie guy, right? Like, I love, you know, old 80s and 90s movies because that's what I grew up watching back before we had stuff like Netflix and real fucking TV and YouTube and shit. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to, like, owning, I've never been into a movie enough to where I would want something from it, right? Like, I don't know. That's a lie because there's, some, there's like, some shit from Lord of the Rings that I would gladly take and put up in, like, a shadow box or like something from like the movie, you know, Legend with Tom Cruise or Never Ending Story props. I don't know. There's there's some shit I would want to own. Okay, okay, continue on with your stuff. You've talked okay. into so, it. All right. So, uh there's this auction happening um called uh, Got to Have Rock and Roll where they're going to be selling off the screen-used axe that Jack Nicholson used in the movie The Shining. This is kind of cool actually right from that iconic scene where he chops down the door and here's johnny yeah um it's gonna be bid uh estimates right now are anywhere from 60 to ninety thousand dollars <laughs> so you know i mean you're on a staycation so you got <laughs> you got extra extra time. yeah it'd be cool to have something from like a horror movie you know like the machete that jason uses or one of the gloves that yeah freddie used you know like something like that but then again i have that superstition where if i have it in my house bad things are gonna fucking happen you know true it's true um yeah it's an estimated to go for quite a bit of money but uh if that is a little steep, minimum bid of 50k they're starting the bidding at 50,000 um if that's a little uh the knife that danny uses and it is also going up for option uh auction and that's got a expected price of three thousand dollars so a I mean, more at that point i'd take a fucking replica you know what makes it even worse that some of this stuff is so expensive is this is the worst version of that movie like stephen king didn't even like this fucking version and if you've yeah. ever seen the miniseries the miniseries was apparently like a thousand times better story-wise than what this Stanley Kubrick was. Um, and Stephen King was a big hater of the direction that they took the movie. Yeah. And, uh, and I didn't know this, right. Cause I like, I watched it growing up or whatever. My mom was a huge Stephen King fan that we had the book in the house. And uh, it wasn't until I met Daisy that, cause she's a big Stephen King fan. And she's like, well, have you ever seen the miniseries? And I was like, no, <laughs> like, why would I see anything else but the fucking movie? And then she kind of tells me the history of like Stephen King, not liking it and all this other stuff. And we were in Estes park uh, for Valentine's day one year. And we were doing the Stanley ghost tour that day, walk around uh, Estes park. And in one of the stores, they had the the mini series on DVD. 
So we bought it and I watched the entire thing and it was fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're all, I I think they're both fine. I think they're, if I found a movie prop, awesome. Am I going to pay 90 grand for a movie prop? No, no, it would have to be such a, like, you know, take your favorite movie of all time. And like, but even at that, it's like so much fucking, it's an unusable item that is up on a shelf that, maybe only you will appreciate for the amount of money that you spend on it. Is it worth that much? Yeah. Would I rather have like, I think I would rather have like an original piece of film, you know, from the original filming that had a certificate of authenticity that you could put in a shadow box and put a light behind it and be like, that scene is what they cut the main movie with right there out of that piece of film. Like, I think that would be cooler. And I actually have one of those with the exorcist. Like you're saying with like the marketing stuff, some of those old school posters that were out there for some of the marketing stuff back in the day mm-hmm. was like very cool stuff. The older so, I get, and the more like the deeper we get into nostalgia, and we'll do an episode on it at some point. But I'd like 90s advertisements for me, everything from Happy Meal boxes to you know Baskin Robbins doing a promotion for a movie in 1994, like that type of advertisement yeah. stuff. I just, it gives me, like, it really just gets my jollies going. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it is, but like I said, when, of course, I pop up on my 90s TV and it goes to commercials. I'm like, this is amazing. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> this is all you need. Um, Why do you need anything else? Before but- we get out of news, I do want to talk about one quick thing, just because I've gotten uh, back into a real bad habit. Uh-oh. Uh, and for anybody watching the live show, you can see I'm wearing... My Azeroth hoodie. Is that like a... I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, don't disrespect me yet. Uh, but World Fuck of Warcraft nerd. announced their their new expansion, and I've gotten back into playing WoW, uh, back on running my mage. But uh, the WoW expansion announcement came April 19th, so the day before 420, and they were announced that the next expansion will be one called Dragonflight. Um, which is cool because it's kind of going back uh, old school with the dragons and how the dragon aspects became who they are now and who we know and love in the lore. Um, But all new stuff. It's another expansion while still moving along, getting back into it right now. I can see why I love and hate this game still. And coming from me, that's saying a lot because I've played it for a long time. I Mm -hmm. fuck. I have a horde tattoo on me. Uh, and it's it's still World of Warcraft at the end of the day, man. Like that world is so gigantic and and you can go it's still for even for me, like I've played for a long time and I jump back in. I haven't played in I don't know, six months or so. Mm. And jump back in and I'm looking at the screen like what have I done? Like I don't need to be into this at all. Uh but the other cool thing is, like, a couple years ago, they released WoW Classic, which is um, just vanilla WoW, right? Like, the original WoW, the first expansion that they've put back for people that would rather play old WoW, what they knew and loved before all the new mechanics and stuff that they've changed. And they're releasing the Wrath of the Lich King Classic, which is the second expansion in World of Warcraft, which is cool. And... They even came out and said that they will push it as far as the community wants them to push it, right? So a lot of things changed in Mist of Pandaria, which is the fourth expansion. 
Um, so I imagine they'll only go up to Cataclysm, uh, being the third expansion. Yeah. Um, because once you get past that, you're pretty much in retail World of Warcraft at that point. Yeah. Uh, but that comes out this year. Like, we're not going to get the new WoW expansion until next year, but they came out and kind of dropped the classic thing on us for this year, which was surprising. Uh, the other thing I've gotten back into away from World of Warcraft, I've been back on the Blizzard bandwagon lately. I've been playing a lot of Hearthstone, got back into WoW and Overwatch, um, getting back into Overwatch slowly but surely. But the Overwatch 2 beta comes out tomorrow, which is the 26th, if I remember right, if that's the dates. Um, so Overwatch 2 is actually getting closer to release, which we didn't think was going to happen. So they changed a bunch of stuff in that. Now, I'll end up talking about that before too long, but uh blizzard's still putting out good shit dude like even with all yeah. the stuff going on with them and the merger and buying getting bought twice now uh the people over there are still doing good work and there's a reason there's a reason we love blizzard games yeah this dragonflight i just have to say i've been uh peeking at it and uh holy shit dude like it's, your computer it's, will run it dude like wow is not a, a graphically intense game like it's it's such like i see that like because they're introducing the draconic uh heritage yeah. through it all and it's like i'm instantly teleported right to like oh this is so fucking it's the deepest fantasy of fantasy I, it's, it's, it's so dragons wild. and wizards and warlocks and they're showing shit. different dragons are gonna have in it and it's so freaking cool but it and looks the, it looks awesome there's a lot of cool shit with the dragon lord too because it's like the dragons play a big part across world of warcraft lore um and they're like one step down from being old gods like they were around before man mm. and have lived with them and watched them fuck shit up um and they're pretty much all powerful and they stay to themselves which is an interesting way so I i'll be curious look at this people are always going to bitch about everything but still getting expansions for world of warcraft is a good thing for people that still enjoy playing world of warcraft it's great i i you know there's a reason why like you said there's a reason why it's been around for Boy, what is it? Almost 20 years? Over 20 years? Warcraft's been around for 25? World of Warcraft's been around since Vanilla came out in 04. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, That's almost 20 years, dude. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, you're right. I've played for... Yeah, yeah, so I, the only reason Wrath of the Lich King gets me excited for the classic stuff is because I've played... I started playing during Wrath. So, like, my first account got made at the very end of Burning Crusade. And then, like, my the, the account that I play on today, uh, I started in Wrath of the Lich King, which would have been, like, 2007. That's so long. You know? Like, 2007. So, I've been playing WoW on and off for 15 years. It's one of the most toxic relationships I have. <laughs> Love it, though. Still one of it's the best great. games ever made. <laughs> well, speaking of games, uh, I found this on Kickstarter. Um, I just thought it was cool. Um, the idea behind it is very neat. Uh, basically, it's a tabletop uh, a golf game. I, I saw this today, actually. And uh, it's it's kind of cool. Like, like, I'm not a golfer in any stretch of the imagination. But like this is very cool. There's these little tiles that are different, um, you know, uh, whether they're uh, grass or sand or whatever, different hazards or whatever. You set up this, 
you set up your own lane is that what you'd call it like to get to the hole uh you would set up like your own fairway and stuff yeah thank you fairway that's the word i'm thinking of and then uh they have this little uh, uh um your your golf ball and you flick it with your finger so there's a little dexterity to it they also and make a club i believe do they really yeah because the one i saw they had a club yeah 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 so oh my God. if you go down to components it comes with four little clubs but you can use your finger you can flick it or you can hit it with your little like three oh, inch club yeah weird. yeah it's it's super interesting because apparently the tiles do different things yeah and you set up the par in the t-spot um I don't yeah know. i thought the idea is fascinating it's i mean it's already hit its thing so you know it's already done that it's got 16 the, days kickstarters like this kind of blow my mind from time to time right because like it, it's you know they already had it made and they were manufacturing it because their pledged goal was only 10 grand yeah and in an industry like today what what the fuck are you gonna do with 10 grand given They've raised 82,000, but even in like in the long term, like what's a hundred grand to you putting this game out? They were putting this game out one way or another. This is going to cover, you know, distribution costs to some extent, but like how much? Yeah, that's a good question. But like maybe they're just doing the Kickstarter thing to be like get their game out there because sometimes if you have a unique enough thing kicks or yeah kickstart will be like hey check out this cool ass game you like this like, they made a disc golf board game too which i'm gonna have to look up at some point because oh. i'm a disc golfer not I'm a regular just, ball golfer yeah so i'm curious on like hurt. how it works huh yeah this is cool but it, yeah, it's 75 75 bucks gets you the base game it's and pretty it big too. Back. Like it can be pretty big. Yeah. Some of the holes can be massive. The cool, the coolest part about it is the fact that nothing is set. It can be different every time because yeah. you build the hole. Like it's not a preset layout. Like you can put the tiles however you want to put the tiles and build your own custom holes. Uh, interesting yeah pretty well stuff but i thought i'd just bring this to the attention of those who might be golfers who who get that itch during the winter season and they're like oh man i wish i could play well here you go here's a here's <laughs> here you go flick with your finger use a tiny little thing if and... you've got one of the toilet putters this game is for you <laughs> that's right it's a hole in one now we'll <laughs> i'm not gonna do We're it gonna <laughs> i gotta remember to leave that fucking <laughs> that silence in there <laughs> um i had to bring this one up because i posted this one on the uh, group chat and i had to bring it up because they were wrong uh godzilla versus xenomorph swarm everybody went godzilla or at least a good portion of them went godzilla and i'm calling bs on it because you get a big enough swarm no. they're gonna fucking they're gonna fucking tear up godzilla no in a big, big way it's godzilla sir he's unbeatable it's godzilla the big monkey didn't it's the the big monkey didn't do shit yo godzilla still came out that motherfucker as the boss i mean if you get enough of something it's gonna now, be enough right now 
yeah, he's got enough fucking nuclear breath to fuck up your swarm, bro. <laughs> like, the Godzilla is... Okay, to put, to give you the perfect metaphor, I think, Godzilla and to Xenomorph Swarm is like me with a beehive and a can of hairspray and a lighter, right? Like, yeah, enough of you may fuck me up, but I'm fucking Godzilla. Like, it, how are they even going to get through his fucking skin? And God forbid you get fucking Mechagodzilla. Because then everybody's oh, fucked. Like, no, but regular Godzilla? It's... It, no. No. Look, I'm I'm all I'm all for the aliens, but they ain't fucking up Godzilla. He uh, is an alien, in for all intents and purposes, like that motherfucker is. He's unbeatable, big ass lizard, yo. Like that, just like it's, just like, it's a fucking Godzilla. He's a big ass lizard. And you put all enough right. of anything, like yeah, of course, if you put billions and billions and billions and yeah, billions of xenomorphs that. on him. But they still have to breed them. And we, you can't just make shit up, right? Like, for every... No, Godzilla's winning that fucking battle, yo. Like, he can be underwater. He can fucking... He can do all the things, except for fly, I guess. So they, they, they you know, we finally had enough of Godzilla shit and we're able to trank him and put him on a giant-ass rocket and send him to space and he lands on the homeworld of the xenomorphs. And, uh, you know, that's just crawling with those things then he's going Yo, but look even then all right godzilla is fucking so much shit up on that planet before they kill him that they may not survive too so and at the end godzilla still fucking wins right like you might kill him but he's also wiped out 90 percent of your population before you know you guys like burrowed into him and it's just like and then what happens you get a fucking you know, one that busts out of his fucking chest, and now you have like a demonic fucking Godzilla running around. For no, bro, Godzilla's no. It's get no, Drew. I'm sorry, but fucking no, no. It's Godzilla. We've watched enough movies. It's, they couldn't even beat fucking Sigourney <laughs> Weaver, yo. Like, it, I mean, and you're gonna say like a beat fucking Godzilla? This bitch not only survived, but saved the fucking cat. The cat fucking survived. Saved the cat. And you're going to tell me that they're going to beat Godzilla. They couldn't even beat this bitch. Facebook, you right. Sometimes I like to set you up for a, a little bit of a tirade. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that one you're wrong. It's because of how you started. You did a poll and they were all wrong. Oh. I know. And I was like, yeah, I was like, did they all go for Xenomorphs? Like, I didn't realize that they were all wrong. I was like, I know I voted for Godzilla. A good portion went for Godzilla, and I think... That's because that's the right answer. <sighs> Nostalgia this week, we decided to go with... <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're really changing things up, because we've been doing a lot of top fives, and um, I thought it'd be fun to kind of switch it up and, like... Mm -hmm. Because normally we go, hey, let's talk about cars and it gives us time to kind of research some cars that we like, some movies that we like that have some cars as an example. This week, I thought, what if we just came to the table and we're like, hey, what's your top five blank? And then on the motherfucking spot, you got to come up with Cool. It. So I'm going to give, do, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? 
my time i'm gonna give you yours because mine's so like out there and kind of stupid so maybe we I'm, save it right I may, because, maybe i'll have to come up with a different one because no it is fuck that weird. i want to be put on the spot but mine i think will be easier in the sense of you to answer we're running a little bit long today we are. um so if 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 mine is going to be a more difficult question okay so i'm going to give you an example I right don't, i don't think it's that difficult to answer i just think it's it might take a minute to be exactly. like exactly oh, mine probably won't take nearly as long my first question and this reason i ask you because you when i when i asked for an example of the the types of question we were bringing to types of questions oh, yeah, yeah, we were bringing yeah, yeah. to the top five <laughs> rick's answer to me was what are the top five foods that Brad Pitt has eaten on screen? Yeah. I had to start thinking of five Brad Pitt movies to start and if he had eaten anything within those movies. Because guess what? You don't realize when people are eating in movies. Um, so my first one, the reason I brought up that question was going to be to ask you your top five favorite Pokemon, right? Something you and I have never really talked about. You know how oh, big of a Pokemon yeah. fan I am. Um, so I was either going to ask you your top five favorite Pokemon or top five least favorite pokemon right no 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 no. i'm gonna give something a little more up your alley because i oh, want to hear boy. the answers because you always throw something fucking random at me top five on-screen kills go oh okay immediately the one that comes to mind jason x uh giant screw he throws a guy on the screw and he goes <laughs> yeah, yeah okay okay um next one that comes to mind chris hemsworth cabin in the woods He's going to do the heroic thing. He's going to jump this canyon on this motorbike. Rah, 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 rah. He's like, he's getting up to speed. He lifts off. You're like, here we, yes. And he hits the invisible wall. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? That was pretty good. <laughs> That's what? Um, okay. Um, uh, oh, right? shit, you want to stick with the horror genre. That's the thing. That's where I was going to get you. It's because yeah. you and I both being horror fans, we think about on-screen kills. We go straight to exactly what you did, and we go, "I'm gonna go to Jason. Or, What's or, my Freddy? Or, 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 yeah, or, yeah, like, <laughs> what? Where are my kills at? You know? Oh, that makes me want to choose something that's not. But the only thing that's like, I, like I don't know. It always goes to the iconic stuff. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth, Johnny Depp, you know, gets killed. The Fountain of Blood. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, folks. Oh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Thank yeah. you. Sorry. Whatever I said. I don't that- know. Great fucking on-screen kill, sir. Introducing Johnny Depp and removing him. And terrifying. Um, Sorry, he's winning his battle right now. So that's we stand with Johnny. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a. Yeah, I know. I didn't want to bring it up, but I had to say. (laughs) um, Um, the Disney film Tarzan when Clayton gets trapped inside of the vines and hangs himself, that's brutal shit when you're young. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Damn. Um, Didn't think you were going to bring up a Disney murder, but <laughs> that I'm just trying to go completely like, All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. So we got Jason X, Jason X giant screw. Yeah. Uh, Johnny got, uh, in, uh, in nightmare. nightmare. Elm fountain of blood uh chris hemsworth cabin in the woods cabin in the woods okay uh a motorcycle uh and then uh, Tar- tarzan clayton disney Hanging. suicide yeah all right okay um oh fuck the, the two 
Cabin in the Woods, I should have known. And I gotta go back and rewatch that movie. Because you've so talked about it a bunch. Good. It's and I don't remember anything from it. Like I swear I'm thinking of a different movie than Cabin because Cabin in the Woods is the one where like everything switches. It's like a yeah. saw-esque horror it's house. Like, depending the way they summon the creature, whether it's by demonic tape or watching a videotape or picking up the phone or reading the incantation will bring the whatever beast comes. Okay, okay, okay. It's it's one of my favorite horror movies of all time, and it's a more recent one, which is pretty crazy. Um, boy, what's the last one? I'm trying to think. I want to. Um, man, I really want to go something outside of horror, but uh... they're the best kills. Like that's that because they're like, what's the big thing that's going to draw people? The different kind of ways people get. Um, my, I mean, my I have a Jason one that I'm going to just bring up for this just because yeah, Jason X I, was the random one, right? But Jason takes Manhattan when he's fighting the black dude on the roof and he just fucking punches his goddamn head off. <laughs> After this dude just used every ounce of energy in his body to beat the shit out of Jason, he just gives the old one to the old Mike Tyson right off the top of the building. Yeah, just showing his supernatural power. Oh, uh, okay. Number five. I got to come up with something. I just, I'm at a, uh, I'm at a loss because there's so much to kind of go through and it, I'm stalling for time because I, <laughs> it's a weird thing when you have time to research, right? But when you're on the spot, it's like, well, shit. For those of you who can't see him, he is looking around his basement frantically trying to figure out something that reminds him of someone else getting murdered. (laughs) It's a weird. There's got to be something. Okay, uh, let's let's. I didn't say movies necessarily. It's just on screen kills. You could go with TV movies or TV shows, not TV movies, or you could go with TV movies, too. TV movies. Yeah, but those aren't... Are those as fun? Like... I guess they're pretty good. Some of them. Some Some. of them hurt. Okay, let me give you the one example that fucking hurts, right? It's not a best on-screen kill because it... But it was a great on-screen kill because of how it made you feel. And that's fucking Bob from Stranger Things. Oh... Hit you in the dick. Yeah, you know, like it might not be one of your favorites, but it was a great on-screen kill. One that you didn't necessarily see coming, and it hurt like a motherfucker. That was the yeah, best and worst part about season two of that show. Mm. Poor Bob. I know some people just started crying right now. <laughs> um. I mean, let's go with the sadistic killing from Trick or Treat and the way he kills the fat kid with the chocolate, poison chocolate. Okay, I could, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sam. I, I I was like, God damn it, I got nothing. All right, horror it is, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tough because, I mean, you could have went with uh, Hans Gruber getting thrown off the top of Nakatomi Plaza. Oh, fuck. See, you know, like... like when you start getting into that 80s action, 
there's like a lot of uh i don't know why i, just, I said a, one bruce willis film and my mind just went through all of bruce willis's films only <laughs> i was looking at unbreakable six cents like <laughs> it's like do people die in these and they do but you're like wait was there an iconic kill from six cents that would make sense no just his really and even his is kind of yeah huh yeah it's not not Wait, great this is this is tough man yeah i don't like on the spot yeah I, I see and i'm the opposite when you when you suggested this i was like oh i'm fucking down like let's yeah. fucking go so jason x johnny depp and nightmare Night, i almost said nightmare before christmas nightmare yeah, on like street that. cabin in the woods motorcycle crash uh disney suicide which i'm gonna have to look that up tarzan when uh you know he's struggling to get like the the animated one yeah with the best soundtrack of any movie of all time i mean it's pretty good fuck i have to go back and watch tarzan yeah you'd be like holy shit he did and sam murdering the fat kid in trick-or-treat yeah okay 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 what's your favorite pokemon just my favorite pokemon of all time um i gotta go with the originals you know, 100%. the OG one all five would have been in 151 you know it's it's like um i'm a fan of mewtwo a lot 100 percent. he's in the top five but uh probably squirtle no no snorlax you can't dismiss no. it though snorlax sandshrew gengar mewtwo charmander I like Cubone. His design's really yeah, cool. Yeah, Cubone's good. But his, his story's story, so sad. It's so fucking sad. His story's so sad. I'm going to wear my mom's skull on my head. Mm. Cubone! Cub- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the hardest Pokemon out there, yo. <laughs> yeah, truly. Um, I, I like the designs of some of the original. Yeah, Dragonite. And... You can do a bunch of good ones. There's a bunch of good ones. Any, you could pick any of the fucking... Ghastly, Haunter, or yeah. oh, Gengar. Fuck. All three of them are yeah. fucking they hammer home. Uh Squirtle would be the least my favorite of his evolutions, because World Turtle is fucking awesome and Blastoise is just fuck badass. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh Bulbasaur is the cutest. Do you think um Pikachu's the right choice as as like the mascot? Yeah. As the Yeah, but I think you could have did it with any of those starter Pokemon with the personality that pika has it's yeah. just cuteness overload and he doesn't say his full fucking name pika. squirtle squirtle he squirtle. says pika yeah you know squirtle. like squirtle yeah i no. war turtle war turtle that's funny because pikachu wasn't even my top five even though he's one of the best pokemon of all time but i think i just play against that grain you don't um, want to go with what what the norm. No, there's a reason. You don't want the yeah. mainstream. You're like okay, everybody wants everybody a Pikachu. Like, Pokemon Yellow is the best Pokemon yeah. game made because Pika Ev- follows you. Everybody loves Pikachu. All right, so get past that. Who you know, and then you go from there. Anyways, you say like Polygon or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is uh, mystery top five? Mine for you is your top five, top five lists that you've had to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, top five, top five list that we've done here, I assume, right? 
Ooh. No, no, just just in general. Oh, just in like, general. In, in life, because people are always throwing out, "Hey, what's your top five superheroes? What's your what's your top five movies?" And blah blah blah. Just ever, because we've done enough. You could, if you want to do that, you can. But I'm not limiting it to the uh, podcast. Top five favorite top fives. <laughs> I fuck, dude. It's it's tough because like some of the top fives are just like ongoing question and answers, right? So I'm going to go ahead and just start it off with top five favorite video games because I genuinely enjoy talking about video games and doing a top five list of video games um, changes a lot. So the, the answer can be different at any given time that I'm asked that question. I, I like that concept. It's an ever-changing top five list. Um. Damn, this is tough because I don't know how many top fives I've ever done. Because I could do all the easy ones. Like, fuck, we just did top five movie cars, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> shit, dude. That's a good question. Maybe no one's asked me enough really good top fives. I mean, um, here's, here's the great thing is you make it up and I would just assume. Yeah, cool. well, that's what I don't you know? want to do because I, as of right now, the top five foods that Brad Pitt, and has, Brad Pitt has eaten on screen is one of the best top five questions I've ever been asked. And it still doesn't have an answer. So that's my, because... number, that's my number two, sir. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah fuck <sighs> top five i'm gonna I mean, go top top five i'm gonna go top five favorite dinosaurs okay because at one point in my childhood i could name five different dinosaurs oh yeah just Jur- i mean fuck jurassic park oh, alone for me i was you- going straight for land before time but um top five favorite dinosaurs video games and brad pitt on eaton what was the other one you asked me that, oh it was something real goofy yeah you're, some of the questions that you've asked me in the past are just they're mind-boggling it's wild um, shit dude it's hard to like Again, it's hard not to just give you a generic answer. Like top five favorite movies. Like Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't um it doesn't make it interesting. Oh, top top okay, so this was actually a good one, right? The other one you asked was top five glitches in video games. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that that, my friend, is a very interesting question. Because there's a lot of glitches in video games. And I can give you my top, the top glitch. And I, I call it a glitch. I, I assume that it would be a glitch in the system. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it back to World of Warcraft. And I'm going to tell you a quick story. Because Ooh. it was one of the most epic fucking things to happen in a video game. World of Warcraft, for those of you who don't know, is an MMORPG. It's a, a, a major multiplayer online or multi something multiplayer online it's a bunch of fucking people in one place right massive multiplayer massive multiplayer online role-playing game world of warcraft 
Uh, back in Burning Crusade, they had a glitch that you would run. I forget if it was a raid or a dungeon. I believe it was a raid, but in this, you would get a debuff um, that you could spread to the oh, rest of your party. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And there was a glitch that when you came out of that dungeon or raid, that that debuff stayed on you. And if you were in a major city, when you went into the raid and you came out of raid and went to this major city with this debuff, it would spread to the other players in that city. And eventually it was apocalyptic for mm -hmm. the servers and that the entire servers were, were dying because of this fucking debuff. It was COVID in a video game, yeah. except everyone fucking died. Like everyone died. <laughs> So that I'm going to put that on the list, right? Because I do have some that I could talk about uh, when it comes to glitches, like old T-Pose bullshits or fucking just things that went wrong within video games that shouldn't have been there. There was a point in Destiny at one point where they came out with this gun called Prometheus Lens. And pretty much what it was, was a fucking laser beam, like a tractor cannon laser beam that would shoot out this fucking gigantic laser. Well, it was super broken and would just murder people in like a second, right? So, so Bungie at the time decided that they weren't going to fix it until patch day, which was like four days away. So this is like on a Thursday that this comes out. And pretty much if you get one of these things, uh, this get, whoever had it was going to murder everybody, right? Like it was just that overpowered. Like if the laser touched you, you pretty much died. So Bungie decides that instead of fixing it immediately, they're just going to give everybody one. So they just really, they put it in the shop and was like, y'all can have this, have fun. And for a weekend, it was running around with fucking Spartan lasers on in the most hectic games of Destiny that you could ever play in your life. And then, the, you know, eventually a week later, they were like, well, you patched it. It's, you know, it's fine now. Yeah. But for that weekend, it was like, Let's fucking get it, boys. Insanity. Um, the last <laughs> one, yeah. The, 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 there's the glitches in video games can be very good, especially in um, games as a service games, like games that are ongoing, uh, especially online, major online stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, the last one I'll say, and this this wraps it all back around to our question of the week, uh, is top five favorite mods on my jeep so oh, okay. with all the mods that i either have done uh or i want to do just like video games i i love talking about the jeep and the things that you can do with them and, you know they're kind of like computers in the sense that they need certain things to run but away from that you can kind of do whatever you want with them as long as the core of the machine is doing what it's supposed to do Everything else is kind of up to your imagination and, and modding the Jeep um, is something that even from from very small things, changing out, you know, a color on your dash or changing out the LEDs behind your dash so they glow red instead of the stock yellow. Simple things all the way up to suspension kits, stuff like that. Uh, there's so many options for you to do that, again, just like video game talk that list is forever changing depending on the technology that comes out or 
the suggestions or another build that you see on the street like what the fuck was that <laughs> yeah no like what did he put on there like i need that uh so yeah number five to, sadly two of them the two two of the top five best top five questions i've ever been asked came from a text message that you gave me while working and freaked me the fuck out i was like well my question's not cool enough like five pokemon like fuck you toby yeah no so uh but gmod's video games 100 percent, a thousand times over i'll talk about those top fives all day long any day you want sure. it with whoever you want um sure. the other ones i mean most top fives lists i guess change and if your top five list of all time isn't changing constantly you're either not watching or playing or doing enough stuff because you're a closed-minded individual and there's better stuff out there i promise you and that's coming from a man that spends most of his time with old video games and nostalgia and toys from my childhood. Uh, but I will constantly bring current stuff because current stuff is still awesome and they're upgrading yeah. technology every day. So, yes. Fuck yeah. That was interesting. We could break out better top fives now that I think about it. Like some of these questions could be fucking wild to Just, answer. Like yeah. wild to answer. Um, um so brad pitt has eaten in over 60 movies okay so i was thinking fight club snatch troy mr and mrs smith he had had to have eaten damn he's done over 60 movies oh he's done a lot more movies yeah. than that but he's, he's eaten in 60 eaten in 60 of them. what's the one I'd, i i want to know about um well, a movie you should check out is Johnny Swade. A uh, pretty weird movie. Uh, California is pretty wild. It's like a, a modern retelling of, of uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, and then Seven? Seven is fucking... Yeah. Seven, you know? Like, I don't know. Brad Pitt's one of those guys that, like, he's such a good-looking guy, but he's such a good character. So actor, did you say 60 sense. movies? He's eaten in over 60 movies. So it's funny because when you throw out the question, one of the first things that popped in my mind is in an episode of Friends where Brad Pitt is the boyfriend or an old current. He was currently dating Jennifer Aniston at the time yeah. and was on an episode of Friends where he mm -hmm. used to be fat in high school and they made fun of him. And now he's all hot and sexy and they like piss him off at the dinner table because he hates Rachel, Jennifer Aniston. And he ends up eating all the fucking Thanksgiving food. Like he's like carbo loading pretty much at Thanksgiving. That would have been one that I brought up that you would have got kicked out of because I brought up something random that most people don't think about. Hey, I mean, I've never watched an episode of Friends all the way through. So, I mean, you can pull a lot from Friends that I would just be like, sure. Chat says Ocean's Eleven. I forget about the Ocean's movies. Oh, Ocean's. That's all he does is eat and all that. Thing. Yeah. Like that's, yeah, that that up, was that one's around. fucking funny. We might have to come back on a couple of these because the glitches in video games. I think we should talk about one day. See, and that was my fear is that I presented that one. And I'm like, oh, what if the fuck if Toby presented that to me? I'd be like, glitches in video games, huh? Well, there was that Assassin's Creed debacle a few years back, but other than that, like, I mean, you could do anything. All of Cyberpunk could fill up that fucking list. So. Uh, but. Well, as we Good wind time. down here, uh, you got anything else? We want to wrap this some bitch up. No, we've we've done it. And yeah, then... you could tell it's been a minute since we've recorded because <laughs> it <doesn't laughs> our, just get longer. our show notes aren't even that bad, like compared like comparatively to what they used to be. Like our notes aren't that bad today, and yet we still saved one thing. 
could have lengthened a couple other ones if we thought we weren't running out. We took a lot of time at the very beginning. But <laughs> we'll save all that stuff for next week. With me quitting my job, that means I will get a new job here soon, and hopefully we will be back to a normal schedule, a predictable schedule. Um, but until then... We will have some content coming out this week because I do have the week off. So I'm going to put out some videos on our YouTube channel, revamp the uh, website, which if you want to check out all of that stuff, whether it be the Twitch channels, the links to Discord, which I'm always looking for more people to play random video games with, Dead by Daylight, Grand Theft Auto, any shooter you can imagine, RPGs. Uh, I play a little bit of everything. So if you're interested in playing some games with me at some point, I have every system known to man except for current gen PS5 and Series X, but I predominantly play on my computer. So, mm -hmm. with all that being said, check out retronomapod.com. That is the best way to find all the stuff to get a hold of us. Check out what we're doing, see where we're going next, watch the streams, DM the peoples, see our titties, drive Whoa. our cars. I don't know. We can do all kinds of stuff. It's our website. Uh, but check that out, retronomapod.com. Um, yeah all i got cool well i'm gonna take us out like i always do with the weird question of the week what are you infamous for okay explain to me like i'm five infamous infamous you know it's something that people know unintentionally like, famous yeah like okay toby's known for that. okay hmm. i got a good one for this and i got at least yeah. one listener that'll know it and it'll be hilarious uh, but <laughs> we'll save that for next week. But as always, we appreciate you guys listening to this week's episode of the Retronomapod. We love you, and we will catch you next week. Good night.